Some people call me the space cowboy Yeah Some call me the gangster of love Some people call me Hurry up, don't get me sued. <laughs> hey everyone, Dave and Jeff, another podcast, second one of the week. My God, you're a dick. You owe John Kintera an apology. Oh my gosh, look what you what did. What was the do, matter with you do, last night? Do you regret any of that? Uh, me? I'm the guy who said I encouraged him to be his greatest, and you're the guy who mocked his jersey. Oh my, oh my God, I felt terrible. I went back today. Every now and then I'll do this, and I'll explain why I did yeah. it in a minute. I went back today to hear part of the podcast, and the thing is, like, I, I don't know yeah. that John knows that we're just busting balls. Like, I'm afraid John may have got upset by that, which I hope he didn't. Of course he would. You he said he's he sitting there wearing no pants. <laughs> well, I thought when I yelled out pawpaw. Yeah, well, that too. They're Rescue about- pawpaw. I was yeah. like, oh my God, when's this going to end? You said that all of San Diego was failing him. Well, that's true. <laughs> But I, I will emphasize again, we sit in Dave's garage, and, and there's about 99 out of 100 yeah. things that I say that I really feel like I'm just saying to you. Yeah, like, of I don't course. feel like there's any record of it. And then I hear it back, and I'm just like, oh, my God. That's terrible. Oh, God. Shut up. And that's exactly how I felt today. Oh, my God. I love Johnny Cantera. I just love him. I was just screwing around. Everybody likes him. I know, but I'm like, it was like, <laughs> I'm yelling at him, put a shirt and tie on. It's just awful. I'm, I'm just a, I'm just an idiot. <laughs> Wasn't idiot. he the one you compared to Dwight Eisenhower? Who did yeah, you- yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. I'm sorry. Uh, talking about sitting there in front of the fireplace yeah. with his old dog, Rusty. Yeah. And his pipe. Uh, so, yeah, I just listened to it because if we're... <laughs> 95% of the guys if we're screwing around with yeah like they get it yeah but i'm not i'm i'm sadly i'm not convinced the coach knows that it comes from a place of love they were just screwing around well you've known coach forever you've known yeah. him honestly how many in 25 30 years oh god yeah at least 20 yeah at least 20 and just and coaches ex- we always talk about guys that you have an expectation of what they're going to be coaches exactly that guy he's just great yeah. he's just great so uh, yeah i was just <laughs> I'm like, what the hell does he think's gonna happen? I'm like, oh my god, shut up! So everybody in San Diego's failing him. Well, you have. He's not wearing pants. Oh yeah, that I regret too. My apologies. <laughs> um, no, here's here's why I went back to listen. Yeah, I'm I, trying to know what you thought. I had a lot of phone calls today about yesterday's podcast. Good, bad, indifferent. A lot of people think you're crazy. Yeah, oh shit. <laughs> a lot of people were upset. You know what they're upset about? Huh? They felt you let Silly off the hook. They, and what I mean by that is, I got this one, and okay. it, someone made a really good point about this because you said everybody grieves in a different way. Meaning, yeah, I'll tell you why. Meaning the fact that Silio said that his mother passed away from mm-hmm. cancer, mm-hmm. and then someone said to me, it was a girl, said to me. That even proves that he's a, as big of an asshole as you guys have said he is because who would make a joke with their mother passing from cancer and make a cancer joke? Yeah. Um, here's where I'm at with Cilio. I'm over him. I am. Nobody is listening to his show. His show sucks. And I feel like that if I talk about him yeah. or, or we promote him, then we bring him back front and center. I'm with you 100% on that. I was very aware. See, here's what's really funny to me. Is how many of you, like I, I'm joking around with Dave as far as coach, because I love coach. Um, 
I was very aware of how we handled the Cilio thing. But what I will tell everybody is, let me drive the fucking ship, okay? <laughs> if you're pissed at Cilio, then do something about it. I, I don't need to fight your fucking fight. Did you? I'd ask the woman. Did you call Intercom? Did you contact the Padres? Because my guess is going to be you're going to say no times two. Then sit down. <laughs> and for anybody else, yeah. it's like, oh, Jeff, you didn't do enough. Great. Show me what you did. Show me your phone call. Show me your message. Because I fucking called him out. And they panicked yeah. and took me to lunch on Friday. Because they know the power of this podcast, which I'm incredibly humbled by. However, nobody is listening to that fucking show. Yeah. So when we come in and we do five or 10 minutes or 20 minutes about him, I don't like him. I'm not impressed by him. I think he's a douche. And, and I have said that to enough people. Yeah. He's a douche. Look, okay, his mom died. I, I can't tell him how to grieve. But if we spend all that time talking about his show, now, right now he's out of sight, out of mind. So why, why bring a spotlight onto him? That's, that's where I'm at. Plus the other thing that I would say, we've turned the page on him. Yeah. We have. We've turned the page. We have a much bigger fish to fry coming up on August the 1st, which we're going to tell you a lot about tonight. And in my opinion, that is a much more important topic because of the information that we've gathered in the last 24 hours. We are a two-man operation. We don't have a producer. We don't have the backing of a major media conglomerate like Intercom or yeah. Clear Channel. We don't have any staff. It's me and it's Dave. We don't have a promotional team. And we both have full-time jobs and families. Yeah. So we're doing this. So instead of bitching about it, why don't you pick up the phone and say, hey, you know what? What can I do to help your event? Because that's what fucking happens in this town. All of you cry the blues because you get your feelings hurt, and none of you do anything proactive. Do you notice what Dave and I are doing? We're doing something proactive, and we want you to be a part of it. So do me a favor. Give 25 bucks on the GoFundMe page that we have set up. It is set up on our Twitter tonight because you know what happens when you give 25 bucks? That gets you in the door. Perfect. 25 bucks gets you in the door. That'll be $5 to every charity and come down there, have a $5 pulled pork sandwich from Cali Comfort. Meet all of the insanely cool sponsors that are here. Ryan Barkley was here tonight. Wonderful to see him. Brian Curry, Alan, Blake will be there. Uh, Daniel will be there. And then come down and be a part of it as we raise money. Don't, don't sit back and cry. And, and how come they fucking reach out to you? I'm easy to get to. Fucking chicken shit. Look, <laughs> look ah, it's you. so funny. Everybody's so, got the idea the day after. What What did you do? You can contact Intercom. Did you contact Intercom? I don't know if they contacted they Intercom. They didn't. All Bullshit. I know. All I know. <laughs> all, you're a bunch of Monday morning quarterbacks you run with. Did you say anything or did you just take your beating like a bitch? I said that was a good point. Yeah, of course you did. <laughs> that was a good point. I said he came out on fire yesterday. Okay, so here's the deal. I'll give you a little insight as far as yesterday how, how things worked for me. Okay, Okay, let me hear it. Because I did go back and listen to a little bit. Because oh I, I, I made Because I made that mistake today, too. I hated every no, minute of it. <laughs> I was wondering what you thought. Because here's the deal. All right, so marijuana is now legal 
Okay. Yeah. All right. And I've tried it a few times. I tried it the day my dad died. And, and again, I was never been a pot smoker. Yeah. Okay. But I did try it on January first because it was legal on January first. I went and I went and bought a joint. Okay. Marijuana has never affected me. I smoked no. a big ass joint. Cheech and Chung would go. That's a lot of weed. Yeah. Didn't affect me at all. Didn't feel a damn thing. Never affected me. I've probably smoked about five times in my life. Never affected me once. I wish it did, but it yeah. doesn't. So I, I tell the story to a neighbor. I said it's it's not my thing. I'm not a big drinker. You know, I don't like yeah. I don't like the taste of alcohol. I don't handle it well. I always seem to go over the line and start throwing up. Not a big <laughs> drinker. Everyone knows the stories. But he, but so he says I got a rice krispie treat edible for you. And I was oh, like, I'm shit. not doing edibles because see even Seth Rogen and Snoop Dogg say you don't do yeah, an edible. You can get jacked up. So it gives me a rice krispie treat. This is around yesterday. Yesterday. Oh shit. This is around, okay. I, I never told you everything no. you're hearing right now is the first time you're oh, hearing. Oh, I like this. this. Okay. <laughs> okay. Go, so I said I got Jeff coming over here at seven thirty, and I'm sitting here smoking a cigar and yeah. right here where I'm sitting right now and. No big deal. Love the cigars. And then all of a sudden, I said, oh, man, eat this thing. It did, I didn't feel shit. Honest to God. I didn't, really? I didn't okay. feel anything. But, man, when you were talking yesterday, I was following into what you were saying like I was a listener. I was barely spoke yesterday. <laughs> Your I, level was all jacked up? Did yeah. you notice that? No, I didn't notice. Well, yeah, yeah I kept moving away from the mic. Yeah. It wasn't that. I kept following away from the mic. <laughs> and I broke the, I broke the microphone yep. I'm on before the show started. I, mean, yep. I ripped, ripped it right off. I broke the goddamn thing. Yep. So I had to change that out and, and everything else. Anyway, as you're talking, I'm like, God, man, I really got to concentrate what the fuck you're saying. I couldn't even, <laughs> to show you how bad I was, and I didn't, yeah. honestly, I didn't feel shit, but I couldn't concentrate for shit. Oh, my God. When you were saying awesome. our 20th anniversary, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. I couldn't even do the math on 20 years. My <laughs> kid was born like almost the same time yeah. that you and I started. I couldn't even yeah. do the math on that. Month I was, later. I was so fucked up. There were about oh, four my th- God, that's so great. There were about four things that happened where I'm like, I couldn't keep track of what the hell was going on. <laughs> and I mean, you're like, I was just counting to make sure I still had 10 fingers on my hands. Oh my God. Uh, so great. So, Did you get another one today? No, I didn't. I didn't, but I don't see And again, yeah, I've dope. never, I've never been stoned. So I don't know what you're supposed to feel. Exactly. But, but that could, edible but, will fuck you up. Holy shit. I had a hard time focusing on what the hell was going on. I heard everything you said, but yeah. I, at no point did I remember, Hey, this is a two man show. You're Maybe doing I good. Jump in and start having a conversation with you. But yeah, it was it was crazy. I couldn't fucking focus on even doing twenty years. It wasn't some complicated number like fifty-seven yeah. plus ninety-six. What's the math? Yeah, it right. It was twenty square roots. Never changed. We started in ninety-eight. Yeah, twenty-eight. I couldn't remember what year it was. None to- of it made sense to me. I told you, Mark Wolf from the Gulls came to my house in La Costa. Yeah, and he brought edibles. Dave, I'm just like you. I never smoked weed uh, a couple of times. It had no impact on me. And he brought edibles. Dave, you did a million times better than I did <laughs> because he brought brownies. Yeah. And we were barbecuing or making sloppy joes and watching football and just dicking around. And if you know, think about a brownie pan, okay? Yeah. And you know how you get that kind of that hard edge at kind of the 90 degree of angle course. in the corner? Well, I was like, okay. And I grabbed it. And and Mark said, dude, don't, don't do that. <laughs> That. <laughs> Don't do that. And now I'm at my own house. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not driving. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Dave, holy shit! <laughs> and I sat on the couch. We were playing Madden. Yeah. And I I remind him of this twenty years later to the day. I was up like seventy to three. Yeah. And he was fine. And I looked at him. And I said, "Am I on offense or defense?" <laughs> and he said, "I'm going to strangle you with that cord." Oh, those those edibles will will rock you. As those guys who smoke all the time say, they have no off switch. Don't do that. You no, know? right? I'm thinking of Snoop Dogg saying, "Don't do it." Maybe I shouldn't do it. So uh, I love Johnny Cantera. I yeah. feel like I was incredibly 
hard on Coach last night because if it was anybody else, he would get it. And I'm like, oh, goddamn. I don't know if Coach gets it. But here's why I went back yeah. to listen. On on uh, Via Messenger today, I had an insanely cool conversation with Craig Elston. Okay. And I had said last night that I felt like Craig was a little over the top in his call, and it bummed him out, and he explained why. And he said, without going word for word into it, he said, yeah, he said, if you remember, I said that I felt like too often there was no differential between goal one and goal yeah. five. Craig said, if you would have said that in year one and year two, he said he would have felt that was a very fair criticism. But he said that he had determined that he didn't want to only be known as the guy who lost his mind on every goal call. And he said he really made a concerted effort in year three to, to do it different. And I said to Craig, and I'll say it here too, I said, I may have been guilty of blending calls from year two with year three. And I said to Craig, if that's the case, and I may have done that, I apologize. Because I know him well enough that he probably really did want to change his style. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so I told him, I said, look, man, the bottom line, your, your nuts and bolts of calling the game was really good. And I said... I said, don't be disappointed in what you heard because if you were still the guy moving forward, that would be a great burger and beer conversation with a guy that I've been friends with for 20 years to fuck around and be like, yeah. you're an auctioneer. No, I'm not. Whatever. And we could just do that. But I said to him, I said, I'm disappointed that you're gone. And I said, I'm not the guy who's going to tell you uh, the day after that. Well, you know, if you'd have done this. And I really didn't want him to to feel that was the purpose of it. Um, what I said to him was, I'm a fan of yours. I listened to the NHL, and I felt like when you did it this way, that was your best path. But yeah. Craig said, no, I actually did do a lot of that, and uh, and I appreciate him reaching out. But but bottom line, he's a friend. I think he's great. Um, he's not apparently interested in make it rain. <laughs> uh, Dave's call for Ontario. But uh, I invited him in because... Yeah. Um, when he's still under contract through September, but when that expires, he has got just some insanely funny stories about people that he has crossed paths with. So Craig will be in. Good. The other guy I've invited in is our pal Stevie Quiz, who yeah. I name dropped last night. <laughs> and uh, and Steve Quiz, I said this to Dave on my drive to work today. Steve Quiz is another guy like Craig that we. This market is really small. And and I'm happy to say I feel like we all get along, and and we do, see, yeah, we all get along. And there and there's so many stories, with respect to Costa and Stevie Woods, even Darren, um, the guys that really make me laugh. I I have I I don't know what it is. Steve Quiz lays me out like nobody I know in this market. His stories are so goddamn funny. Yeah, it's, it's a great dry sense of humor. Oh, my God. Hysterical. And I said to Steve, uh, we would love to have you here, and he said he will do it. So I know Chris Merrill's scheduled to come in. Yeah. Uh, Stevie Quiz is coming in. Craig will come in when the time's right. And got to get Kaplan in. Cap would be great. Cap would be great. That's, a, that's an open invite, too. Um, which will say this. And then we'll finally get to the event. Uh, I can't thank uh, people like John Conniff at Mad Friars and others that have reached out with suggestions. 
for Patreon. Yeah. Because it's one thing that we've talked about. As I go back to what Dave and I just said five minutes ago, we are literally a two-man staff that works. I work in Carlsbad. It's an hour and 20 minutes from here. We see each other two times a week. So it's not like we're doing this 70 hours a week. But we've talked about Patreon. Yeah. And and John at, uh, at Mad Friars is a guy that we like a lot around here. And he sent me a, a really cool idea, which is maybe what we're going to pursue is – we're going to add Patreon in the coming weeks. The Monday, Tuesday shows will stay the same. They'll probably yeah. cut down a little bit, probably more like we saw last night. No more two and a half hours, more like one thirty to one fifty. But then there would be a third show, a bonus show. And I like John's suggestion a lot, which would be the bonus show would be the interview shows. And yeah. so if you... um Support the show on, on Monday and Tuesday, and it's it's the free show. Nothing would change for you guys. Maybe it's a little tighter, right? Hour 30. But I don't, I don't think any of you would complain about that. And then for the Patreon, which I, I thought John really gave us a great idea, um, would be an interview show. And that's where we would bring in Kaplan and and Craig and Chris Merrill and, and people like that. And I, I would think um, you and I talked a lot about it today, Dave, and, and I kind of like that. I think that might be the too. way we go. It's, it's funny, when you listen to Howard Stern, I'm not comparing us to Howard Stern, but if you no. listen to Howard Stern at this point in his career, he only does shows that he wants to do. Correct. He only talks to people he wants to talk to, not someone that CBS tells him, you need to talk to this person because they're huge advertising dollars. And maybe you're interested in the guys who talk to, maybe you aren't. For me, I love good interviews. I'm always yeah. amazed at people that can, can pull off good interviews. For you and I, being in San Diego, the guys you mentioned, we love the radio story part. It's one yeah. of my favorite things. People yeah. always always get a kick out of it. And I've had a lot of people say, a lot of times I don't even know the exact names and the faces you guys are talking about, mm -hmm. but the stories are so fucking funny yeah. that I listen to every second of it. Yeah. These guys that you mentioned, all of them will have great stories for you. Yeah. They'll, they'll be, and, and I, I just thought it was great. And that's why, I, um, like Dave and I talk so much and, and we <laughs> like, we die laughing because I go, God, these are such Rob Conley sent yeah. me a bunch of great ideas uh, a Kyle Fluger is going to come down and and amp out, uh, change out the website. And and Dave and I are like, God damn, this is so great. Let's get to the story of the day. Okay, hold on. Before you get to the story of the day, I want to try something a little bit different. And I just think it's only Go fair. Go ahead. Do it it's, right it's, now. It, I think it's a great idea. It's only fair for the people that support this program the most. And that Absolutely. means they just back it with their money. Is We're going to move the commercials in and out. Okay? Absolutely. Well, I'm not, we're going to great idea. commercials now. I think a lot of people, unless you're patient enough, you listen to all the commercials that we've had. And thank goodness we have a bunch now. But there's great stuff always yes. after the commercials. Jeff always makes a point to, hey, give you something if you hang through it. But just in case, we want to make sure that you guys hear the sponsor. So no we're going to make the – instead of hitting it with one big lump just sum go. Of them, we're going to go. I want to let you – hey. They get it. Calm down. I'm not on Stoner. an edible. I'm not going to sit there and just stare at you. Okay? <laughs> I can count my fingers. <laughs> Can't thank Daniel Tyler enough. Superior Fence Company. Oh, Superior shit, Fence Company have stepped up. Excited to be part of our show. We're excited to have them. Again, Superior Fence Company has been in business since 2005, 13 yep. years going. 760-745-4846, 760-745-4846. You can check out their website, San Diego Superior Fence Company, excuse me, San Diego Superior Fence.com, San Diego Superior Fence.com. They're really strong in the North County. They'll go all over San Diego yep. County, but extremely strong in the North County. They've been doing it for a long time. You name the fence, you name whatever you want, they will take care of it. As, as Daniel says to me, everything's easy. Wood fences are easy. <laughs> You know, really? the iron fences are easy. Everything's what easy. What about rock iron? 
You name, you name it, they got it. Look, A-plus rating with BBB, fully licensed and insured. You can't go wrong with them. But, man, you're talking about guys that have been in business a long time and extremely comfortable with what they do. The guys over at, at uh, Superior Fence doing a fantastic job. Look, Superior Fence Company, Daniel, give them a call. Please let them know that you heard it on the podcast. Well, here's why they are immediately part of the family. Um, we have a big event coming up, which we're going to tell you about shortly in all the details. All of our sponsors have jumped in, but Daniel's the newest guy. Yeah. He's the newbie. But you know what? He drove all the way down to Eastlake yesterday from North County Yep, and brought $250 cash for the event. Dave and I sat here last night. And I'm like, man, we don't have a bank account. I don't want to put this in my checking account. Um, because of bookkeeping and everything else. And we sat here last night for a while after the show. I said, you know what? I know exactly what I'm going to do. Uh, Rancho Coastal Humane Society, which is one of the benefactors of, uh, of the event coming up, is right by my office. Yeah. And so today at 1215, I went over and saw John Van Zanti at Rancho Coastal, had a wonderful conversation. They are thrilled to be part of this event. And uh, and I said, here's 250 bucks cash from Daniel, the Dave and Jeff family, but but really from Daniel at San Diego Superior Fence. And, and John told me, he said, you know what? Every day we get uh, cats in and we get them ready for adoption. And he said, right now what that just did is he said, that's two spays. That's awesome. And he said, that... He goes, you just changed a life. You just made two cats adoptable that will probably go out very quickly. That's what uh, our sponsors mean. Dave told you he'll do any fence you want. But when he's the first guy and said, I love the event that you're doing and your benefact, and there's so many guys that are going to benefit from it. Rancho Coastal Humane Society, we told them, we're not just going to sit on the money. We're going to put it to work. Yeah. And we put the money was in North County yesterday. East Lake last night, and it's in Rancho Coastal's bank account tonight. Uh, two little kitties will be spayed, and they'll be going home and, and uh, providing a lifetime of love for a family, and it, it had all started right there. So our thanks to Daniel Tyler. Absolutely. Again, another guy I talked to today, another sponsor new to the show, Alan Taylor. Alan Taylor, TaylorMade Pools. My main man. 20 years in San Diego, TaylorMade Pools. Look, they have a pool just for you. New construction on commercial residential, full remodels, commercial residential, new equipment and repairs. Also, pool resurfacing, insulation. Don't wait until the kids are out of school for the summer break. Remodel your pool right now. TaylorMade Pools, they're the people to call. Alan Taylor is doing a fantastic job for years. Call Alan or Stacy. 619-449-4452. The salt water you can go with. You can Ooh, go with the like grotto. That, right? The whole deal. Yeah, beautiful job over there. Of course, tailor-made pools. Everyone talks about that dream pool. Alan is the guy to talk to. Well, and let me follow up. So I told you what Daniel did. And Alan said, I'm in. I got $300. And it's sending it down. It goes, I've already sent it. It'll be here. When that arrives, I'll get back in my car. And I won't be in North County. I'll go downtown to Fifth Avenue. And I'll see our friend Bob McElroy at the Alpha Project. And that money is not going to be lingering in our pocket. And that will go to benefit all the insanely good projects that Bob and his staff at the Alpha Project are doing to benefit the homeless, to get them back on their feet, get them going, whether it's resumes or clean clothes, a shower, shelter, a, a nice warm meal. 
Uh, the women are safe off the street, and, and it's because of the support of all the great people in Alan Taylor. Alan, I'm going to take that 300 that you send down. I'm going to take it right down. I'm going to bring it to Bob and say, Brother Bob, my main man, uh, this is the first of what I hope is many stops. So we will tell you about what he does for the pools. But let's really emphasize, and it goes back to Daniel as well, that we couldn't be more thrilled. Yes, they're going to come to your house. They're going to do insanely good jobs for you at a fair price. You're going to be so proud of it. But they are guys that stood up when we needed them to, and they're giving back to this community that we're thrilled to be in. And I couldn't be more proud to know them, call them friends, and have them sponsor this show. Absolutely. Speaking about sponsoring the show, right now they'll give you a $1,000 discount towards a full remodel. Again, call Alan, 619-449-4452. All right, so we've, we've kind of got around to it. The event is locked in. It will happen Wednesday, August the 1st, which is per- great. Perfect anniversary of the show. 20th anniversary, as Dave said last yesterday. night. 27th year, because we started in 1998. And goddamn Seth Rogen over here. That's our 48th year in business. No, it's not. It will be 20. Uh, Today, when I was not dropping off cash at Rancho Coastal, uh, going back and forth with our pal Lisa Ann, she is locked in and confirmed and will be here Wednesday night, August the 1st. So we couldn't be more excited. She is in. She's excited to meet all you guys. She's part of it. And here is the grave mistake that she made. I told her, I said, Dave and I are going to filter this crowd out a little bit. There's no goddamn weirdos out there. (laughs) She died laughing. She goes, uh, she goes, hey, those weirdos got cash too. Let them in. She goes, I see weirdos everywhere. I love them. I go, well, shit, yeah, the two guys hosting this stupid thing are probably the biggest weirdos. So if you want to be a part of it, it couldn't be more simple what we have done. We have set up a GoFundMe page for this event. You can find it on my Twitter tonight. You can go to GoFundMe and look for Dave and Jeff show. The other night we had talked about tickets for 50 or We're not doing that. 50 is too much. We're going to want you to spend some money at the event, whether you're getting books from Lisa Ann or <clears throat> sandwiches from Cali Comfort. We don't want to waste yeah. all your money. So how about this? Dave and I believe this is very, very fair for all of you. If you go to the GoFundMe page and make a donation of $25, that would be $5 to each of our five charities, a $25 donation on the GoFundMe page will get you on the guest list and get you in the door. If you want to bring two people, Dave, how much should they pay? That's $50. Okay, I'm proud of you. Okay, so how does this work if they go to GoFundMe? Do they just print out the receipt? How does it work? As far uh, their as the name will goes? be right there. Okay. Because we'll see everybody's name. And that way, Dave and I don't have to worry about, you know, walking around with cash that night. GoFundMe takes a little small percentage book. Fine. Fine. John Van Zandt told me today, it's great. We'll take whatever we can get. Um, I know Bob feels that way and... and uh, Charity Water, uh, Suicide Awareness, and Stand Up to Cancer will be thrilled. But if you can go to the GoFundMe page, it'll make it easy for me and Dave. Make a $25 donation. Um, there are a couple people that I looked at tonight that were already at like 25 Somebody did $100. Um, look, you can own the whole thing. Donate twenty-five grand. it will be you. Yeah. You, me, Lisa, and Dave. And uh, 
shit, I may even buy a pizza for you if you do that. <laughs> um, yeah, I love a guy. Yeah. We'll get some of those edibles that Dave yes. had. We'll just get fucked up. <laughs> we'll see the Rice Krispie treats. And we'll just ask, like weed. Yeah. We'll just ask Lisa Ann the same question all night. Hey, how are you so pretty? Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, but but Dave, are you cool with that? Twenty five bucks. I think that's great. I feel like everybody can do twenty five bucks. Yes. It's five bucks to to all the uh, all the charities. Uh, twenty five bucks per ticket. Don't say hey, twenty five yeah. bucks and me and uh, the rest of the monkeys are showing up. Yeah. No. Um, but that way we can manage it, and that way um, at the end of the night we can ship the deal off. So that's Lisa Ann's confirmed. It's Wednesday, August 1st. The GoFundMe page is up. 25 bucks a ticket to get you in. We know Cali Comfort's going to be there. We just need a location. We need a location. Yeah, we need a location. And and this is what I was just saying. Ryan Barkley was here tonight. It was, dude, Ryan Barkley was in from day one. Before we knew left from right, we still don't goddamn know left from right. <laughs> but I was telling Ryan tonight, I said, um, you know, man, we don't. Well, we don't have clear channel money. It's not like we can go to this. It's me and Dave. Yeah. And 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 you, the people that take time to listen to this podcast, it's you. So if you know somebody that has a venue, whether you work in a hotel or you have a ballroom, Andrew was fantastic. Andrew wrote us tonight and said, hey, man, I can get you discounts on tables and, and claws. We have zero budget. We don't. I, I really, and I love Andrew because he stepped up to help. But my feeling is every dime I pay out is $1 less that I can donate to the charities. Dave and I aren't making any money on this. Lisa Ann's not making any money on it. Walchef's not making any money on it. So uh, he was just trying to help. Yes. But if if your company can donate, uh, shit, man, whatever you can donate. If And I know... Glenn Geffner, Al Horton, JoJo, all you guys that have access to teams, Stevie Quiz. Um, man, if you go, hey, you know what? We can get a, a Marlins. I can get you a who, – who's left on the Marlins, right? No, I'm not being a – I'm not <laughs> being a – Castro? Yeah. Dude, I got you a Sterling Castro sign. You know who I'd love? Who? I would love a Dave Van Horn ba- signed Hall of Fame baseball to give away. I would. I'd love a Glenn Geffner signed baseball who supports it. Uh, Al Horton. You know, different things like that. Do voicemail announcements. I don't care. Whatever you guys got. Because I think what we would like to do, one of the things we thought about is, as you come in, you will be given one raffle ticket. And I'm going to hit Matt Coyle up for a bunch of signed books to give away. And maybe Matt will be there and, and we'll sign some books. It would be great to have them. I want Trotter to send over some signed copies of the junior book. And as you come in, we'll give you one raffle ticket. We'll give a bunch of shit away. And then you can buy more. Uh, again, maybe uh, 25 bucks gets you six of them, right? So yeah. we can just continue to, to, to generate some cash. But we're going to ultimately need some things to give away. So it's a grassroots neighborhood event to benefit five really cool charities. And, and I'll tell you the real thing. And, and this is not bullshit. Nobody thinks we can do it. Nobody thinks this podcast can do it. And I know it because I hear it. And and I'm like, all right, well, shit. I told Van Zanti today, I go, John, honestly, Dave and I said the goal to raise a thousand bucks. I think we're already past it. Oh, yeah, tonight. we are. And so, 
Really? I mean, I put on the GoFundMe, I put 25 grand just because I didn't want, uh, I put a, I thought if we put three grand and we got there, people would quit. So yeah. I'm like, well, I'll just put in, I'm, I'm not expecting 25 grand. You never know how things work out. But, um, but a lot of people don't, don't believe in it. And I would say if you have been touched by what Dave said, if you could relate to what I went through, if you have just laughed, yeah. if we have given you a break from your day-to-day -day routine, if you enjoyed um, C.S. Keys or Jim Trotter or Brett Boone or Katie Temple or any of the other insanely fun people that have been here, then then put a couple of bucks out and understand that you're giving back to Rancho Coastal, to, uh, to Bob and the Alpha Project, yeah. suicide awareness, uh, clean water. I, I, I love Brady Phelps for bringing that uh, charity dot, uh, charity water and, uh, and, and stand up to cancer. And, and that's just all we'll say. And then that night, come on down, meet Lisa Ann. Dave and I will be there. Uh, the other thing that we're going to do, and you and I got to figure this out. I love just telling Dave shit right here, and he goes, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> that's the way it goes. But People you always ask me, how far in advance do you know what he's going to say? I go, I don't. But you, we can do this. I know we can do this. Yeah. That night, and they will be available that night only. And I know you can do this. You got one job in this thing. Can we do um, 100 limited edition Dave and Jeff 20th anniversary t-shirts? Oh, yeah. We could do this. And if we yeah. make them, remember when Rome did the huge yeah. shirts? Yes. Make them big and put I slept with Lisanne. <laughs> I spent the night with Lisanne. Oh, that? sorry. Yeah. All right. Thanks. That's why you're here. Fucking Jesus. stoner. Don't get all nerd. Oh, look at you. Oh, look who it is. Mr. Moral Compass. <laughs> all right. Just do. Don't even do that. God right. damn. We don't need we'll, to chase we'll, her out we'll a minute after. We'll, we'll absolutely. We'll get Dave and Jeff t-shirts. All right. So we'll have limited edition shirts. Cool. They will only be that night nice. in the door. First sale. 20 bucks, 25. I mean, I kind of feel Who like knows. We'll, we'll, we'll make it so you buy them. How's that? We just want the money. Yeah, we want your dough. Yeah. And and come down, spend a little dough, have some dinner, have some fun. And uh, yeah, the shirts will be there and that'll be the whole thing. Perfect. No, looking sounds forward good? to it. Yeah, it sounds really good. It's kind of fun, right? Yeah. Just to, think to, 20 years ago, we were with Ryan Leaf and Kevin Gilbride. Yeah, right. And now we're with Lisa. Shit. Oh, and. I was waiting for this. I, I think I got a legit shot of getting Nicole Aker down here. I do. <laughs> that is absolutely incredible. I, I think I got a I, I just, man, what a cool person. And yeah. I, I, I reached out to her and said that, and I, that Dave and I give her a lot of credit because her show, Lisa and show, were difference makers. They're shows that people talk about that we yeah, did. Yeah, they do all the time. And I said, we would love you to be here as our guest as we raise money for this and just come into a room where people are like, oh, my God, tell this story, hear this story. And she goes, I would love that. She goes, I would love that. She goes, let me know. So I've sent her the date tonight. Yeah. And uh, and I hope she can make it. I really do. I hope she can make it. Um, and I'm sure, Dave, as we go along, there'll be other people that we think of. That's exactly why we said last night. We're going to put the event out for a little bit to kind of deadliest catch, give it a chance to marinate. We're going to think about different things we want to do. But, I mean, shit, in 48 hours, we got a confirmation from Lisa Ann. She'll be here. We have the date. The GoFundMe page is up. I mean, it, it's moving. Yes. And, and the first cash has been dropped off today to Rancho Coastal. It's really exciting, and it's a fun thing to be a part of. No, and I'm really excited about this. 
Yeah. yeah but the, I mean, forget about it, even the people that are going to be there. The fact I get to see people in San Diego rally like they always do. Always. And then uh, I know for you, you're extremely excited to go drop that money off and see it make a difference right it away. It's great, man, because they're just in there today doing what they do every day to, to protect the animals and, and put a family together. I told him, man, um, I went there years ago on Valentine's Day and it was pouring rain. I wanted a dog pouring rain and they were like eh, you know I go well I'm going to look and I went down and I was looking and there was one little black lab pup that was sitting out in the middle of the rain just sitting he looked like he was about I don't know 10 weeks old just sitting there staring at me soaking wet just dumb as shit <laughs> and I went back in and I go yeah that that's my guy yeah. Right there. And one of the girls working, incredibly nice, but she was like, okay, well, why don't you come back tomorrow when the rain's stopped and we'll get them all ready? And the manager came in and said, no, and and not disrespectful. Yeah. It was great. She was like, no, you want him tonight? I go, yeah, I want him tonight. I want to be the guy getting him out of the rain. She goes, you got it. We're getting him out of the rain right now. And that was my dog, Drew. That's and he awesome. came from uh, Rancho Coastal. And he was my, my freaking best friend. And uh, I told them about Shep, and, and you know, they're just like, they're the, uh, John will be a guest on the podcast at some point to talk about what they do. But I think he told me, and I hope I have this right, they're the longest running independent humane society in the county. Really? Yeah. It's really cool. And he said, you know, it's funny, he just walked through, he goes, one day, a couple, uh, uh, whenever it was, he goes, hey, look, and, uh, there's a guy with about four kids just hanging here, just Kick him back, getting the dog. He goes, yeah, all of a sudden you look, you go, oh, man, that's Philip Rivers. He goes, yeah, people just cruise in and get dogs and do things, and we keep them. But, but I just told him, I said, look, man, here's here's the first 250, and I hope I stop by to see you a lot more. That's cool. That's absolutely great. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. A lot going on. Uh, you and I actually have the TV right next to us. We're watching, uh, obviously, some San Diego connections. They're watching the Nationals taking on the Padres. Mm -hmm. You as a Padre fan, I, I know you, we've talked about this a lot, what you expect, expectations. But no joke, not to make excuses for this Padre team, mm -hmm. but doesn't it seem like the Padres never get a day off? I mean, it seems yeah. like they play all the fucking time, and, and they have played a ton of games. I mean, that trip to Mexico, which yeah. is Monterey, south of Houston, is south of Houston. You, now you're back on a plane, you're back you're traveling again, and you're starting up a, a, another huge homestand. I understand you're playing back at home, but the Dodgers get get a rest. You know, yeah. the, the Padres right back in it. I mean, there's an adjustment when you travel in different country and everything else oh, man. that you're thinking that that was a little bit out of the norm. But, man, it seems like the Padres don't even get a chance to to regroup. I'm laughing watching them because when I went down in 96 for the Caminetti series against yeah. the Mets, now we had to go. I mean, it's much different for the teams because they just go to the plane and they fly home. And I guess for them it's probably the same as if you played a Sunday afternoon game in Miami. Yeah, probably the same, Atlanta. same difference. Yeah, probably about yeah, a five-hour flight, right? Yeah, fly home. You're on, a, you're on a charter flight. It's comfortable and you do it all year long. But I remember uh, that trip in 96 getting home because all of us had to go clear customs and yeah. fly to TJ, bus from TJ to San Diego. And I was just working that night doing the pre and post game show. Fuck, we were so tired. It had been such a long, fun, drunk weekend. Yeah. And they played, they came back and played the Pittsburgh Pirates that night. Caminetti homered in that yeah. game too. Yeah, and and I don't know if he uh, for a reason I feel like 
He may have homered from both sides of the plate. I know he hit at least one that night. But uh, I just remember sitting in KFMB feeling like, God dang, I'm going to pass yeah. out. It's, just, it's like the second inning of the game. I was so fried. And uh, and there they go. See, that's the thing that I love talking to those guys about. I think we touched on with Brett a little bit. Uh, Brett Boone, when he was here a couple of weeks back. Like, we don't even understand it as a fan. Or if, Can you imagine, Dave? My job every day is 8 to 5. And... But I'm usually there till 6, 6.30 yeah. to avoid traffic. But if somebody said to me, okay, Jeff, Tuesday you're going to work at 8, and then Wednesday you're going to work at 11, Thursday you're going to work at 11, but then Friday we're going to need you back in here at 5 in the morning. And then Saturday you're going to work at 7 o'clock at night. These are all your regular yeah. shifts. Uh, Sunday we're going to have you here at 1. I'd be like, okay, listen. <laughs> but just next time yeah. you do it, Take a look at the Padres schedule and think about your sleep schedule, um, your commute schedule, your eating schedule, working out, uh, doing all those kind of things. And then, and and I'm as guilty as anybody, and then go, you know, it'd be really nice if goddamn Chase Headley could get a hit. (laughs) He's like, it'd be really nice if I could figure out what goddamn day it is. But they, I mean, they've been living this life for. No, I I understand. My my thing is like even the Dodgers got the day off today. Yeah, you know, and then you look at the Padres, you're like, man, did you right back in it? Yeah, and and they're facing a good team, if not one of the top three teams in the National League. The record might not show, but the Nationals are the real deal. You got Strasburg, you're facing tonight. That's not exactly easy, but it just seems like, man, the Padres, their days off when they're coming, they must yeah. come towards the end of the season because it seems like they are playing like crazy. The Padres didn't make a move today, and I know you were busy as hell with this charity, but mm-hmm. Brian Mitchell yeah. finally got demoted. I mean, not demoted off the team, but he's now a relief pitcher. He's now yeah. the guy when the Padres are getting blown out. He's your long reliever to, to eat up innings. But but looking at Brian Mitchell, he, he's much worse than I think a lot of people even realize what he yeah. was. The guy was in seven games. He was zero and three. The ERA is six point four seven. The frustrating thing with him, he only pitched thirty two innings this year. Mm-hmm. Brian Mitchell, here's the deal: thirty eight hits. God. Okay, thirty eight hits, twenty six bases on balls. It comes out to seventy times. The guy's got on base off him because he can't defend the walk. Yeah, seventy times in thirty two fucking innings. Absolutely terrible. You know who's pissed about that? Is uh, Christian Betancourt. Yeah, no kidding, huh? He's like, God damn. <laughs> no, no kidding. He's like, holy shit. I could have been the number two starter with those kind of numbers. Yeah, oh, Perdomo's oh. like, what the fuck? I mean, the one guy that was like guaranteed outside of Clayton Richard as far as having a spot oh, yeah. was going to be Brian Mitchell. It's been a complete embarrassment, a, a d- disaster. When you listen to Andy Green, did you catch any of the quotes from Andy Green the last couple of days? Yeah. Andy Green almost seems like, fuck, man, I'm the one that's in the front line of this shit every yeah. day. Almost like he's he's had it a little bit. Um, I thought today... When I was out driving, I thought AC and Darren were really good. And it, it, <laughs> it was funny. AC to me kills me because I know this beat is is roughing him up. Yeah. And, and I like him as a dude. And I, God dang, he gets trolled like crazy. So uh, yesterday, Kevin put out a tweet saying a T-shirt idea. Uh, cap, dreadlocks, because Freddie Galvis has played every inning, right? Yeah. And, uh, and he... <laughs> AC writes, T-shirt idea, cap, dreadlocks, with the caption, Freddie plays. And I go, oh, Kev, come on. Come on. Stop giving matches to these guys. So I retweet it saying, for any of you that think you can do AC's job, because 
there's a part of me where I'm like, okay, they're going to kill AC, but they're yeah. going to kill me too. I'm going to get slaughtered in this. And AC, who I've not talked to in probably two years, sent me the funniest message. He goes, dude, anybody who defends me on Twitter is my guy. <laughs> and uh, like I said, we've known him a long time. I like him. And uh, I, we're just laughing. But I heard him coming up on, on Darren today. And I, God damn, I thought Darren's stuff on the Padres was so interesting today. Because it is stuff, Dave, that I haven't heard. You don't hear as much. And this is why I always say to those guys, uh, every segment counts. Because I, I haven't listened to all three hours. Yeah. And shit, if he didn't make the segments today, meaning Darren, the ones I heard, really, really good. Because he had a quote from Andy Green regarding Urias. And he said the quote was that um, Andy had been asked a lot in Mexico why Urias wasn't on the trip. And Andy basically said, yeah, I think it would have been amazing for him. And ultimately, I lost that argument. Yeah. And Darren's like, whoa, you know, I don't know that it was a major thing or a light battle. But then he brought AC on. And I, I, just me as a fan, I liked their discussion about yeah. Mitchell. Because they talked about, was Mitchell going to the bullpen or was Mitchell gone? Yeah. He's out of options. You aren't sending him to the minors. Those are your two choices. Going to the bullpen or you let him go. And AC said, I think he's gone. I think he's out because he's a little smug about you know, there's no there's no uh, accountability, accountability yeah. for what has happened and and I just enjoyed it as they talked back and forth about what was going to happen so I was like damn Kev's thing and I I appreciate AC going yeah shit he didn't yeah. hide from me cuz you know what I think he's out okay well he took the bullpen um I don't go cancel my subscription. <laughs> uh, I like that he. I like that he took a stand on that, but I, I think this Mitchell story is interesting. Not only because he sucks, he doesn't think he sucks, and Andy's like, "You're shit." Like Andy's not coming out directly and saying it, but there's this. Uh, Andy Green's grown up. Andy has. Uh, Andy has basically said he's shit, and he has basically yeah. said at the same time that Perdomo was shit. Yeah, and I, I enjoy it. Because he's not sitting there blowing smoke up your ass as a fan and going, you guys don't know what you're talking about. And I'm sure it must drive AJ a little bit crazy. You know what I mean? The same. These are the, my guys. I built this. I made this cake. Do you I'm know asking, what I feel like? I'm asking you to present it for me. And Andy's yeah. saying, no, these guys aren't major league talent right now. And these guys aren't helping us. Dude, I, I feel like, and again, I don't watch every minute of the game. I don't, I don't read. I don't watch every press conference. Shit, Dave, you're probably a lot more closer to this team than I am. And, and absolutely... AC and, and Darren and anybody else watching. I, what I would tell you is from the outside, from what I've seen, it feels like this year, and this is year three of Andy Green, it feels like Andy Green has drawn a line in the sand and said, look, this is my team. I'm not a guy just here sitting here. Um, I, I Like La Russa and any other guys that he had. No, this is my team, and I'm going to be vocal about as long as I'm the manager – if guys aren't performing, there's going to be – when it's right to tow the company line, yeah. I will. But when it's embarrassing to tow the company line, I won't. And I like that. I do too. I, I like it a he lot. Is, uh, he's a different guy this year. He's a different manager um, just as a fan, and and I like it. 
I was afraid last year. I thought he was going to be a little bit soft. The whole Rizzo thing bothered me. The Dave Roberts thing bothered me. I, yeah. want, I wanted a little bit more of a, a red ass out of him. I don't know if he's a good manager or bad manager. I will say this. I don't when know you, either. When you watch a lot of Padre games, you and I, I remember when we used to do Padre talk and we we do it at the Qualcomm Stadium in front of a crowd and mm -hmm. people would question Bruce Bochy like you wouldn't believe. How many times do you watch a Padre game when they lose and you go, Andy should have done this? Not very often. No. You, you don't do that movie. You just kind of know, fuck, man, they just don't have the players to compete. There aren't yeah. a lot of guys on this team that could start for other teams. That's the way you kind of got to look yeah. at it. He's the guy that, that's front and center in it. I know he probably thinks I, I do have job security because everybody knows I'm not expected to go to the postseason this year. But but there aren't too many times where I look at a, a Padre game and go, they lost that game because of the manager. It just He just yeah. doesn't have the talent. No, I, I want to see what he does when he does have talent. And if he doesn't have talent, then you, you dump the guy. But who else are you going to bring in? And, Pat and Murphy, things? That write a, that wrong. Oh, my God, was that a disaster. But I love the fact what he said about the, the second baseman, Nurias, as yeah. far as saying – this would have been great for him to make his debut down here. Yeah. And then he, at the same time, he goes, I got outvoted. And yeah. so, you know what? I disagree with what management did is what he's telling you. Yeah. And uh, I'm 100% fine with him, him stepping up. I don't think he crossed the line or one of those where you get called in and go, what the fuck, Andy? Not yeah. one of those. But at the same time, we all understand as baseball fans what's happening right now. Don't don't try and sell us on anything different. Don't say this is the team that should be competing with the Nationals. Yeah. I And, and I thought uh, – I agreed with, with what Darren and Kevin both pointed out, which was it was probably not a screaming furniture yelling yeah. style argument. So probably more of this is what I would have done. Yeah. Well, why but isn't he here? That's it. He Go should over. be here. Yeah. And uh, and the point was made that it was kind of a, it would have been kind of a gimmicky call up, but it was a gimmicky series. Yeah, it was. And, and I thought what AC said when he said, I think the feeling was, you know, the hamstring had been a little banged up. Both guys pointed out. Obviously, he paid, played over the weekend. He tore the cover off the ball. But um, I guess the feeling is from the organization that when he comes up, he's going to be up. And they didn't want to bring him up. And then you're back down today. Yeah. And you got to do all that. Just let him stay there. But, man, I just – it feels like – I would not have guessed going into this season – that you would have seen the quick hook on Perdomo, that you would have seen the quick hook on Brian Mitchell, because I felt like this was going to be another kind of growing year. And I'm pleasantly surprised that there is a little bit, not huge, right? Not to the level of the Red Sox or Yankees or even Dodgers. But there feels like for the first time in a long time that there is a little bit of a sense of urgency. And I feel like it should be sending a message to guys on that team that vacation's over. Yeah. And sure, they're they're not going to be a wild card team. They're not shit. They they may not be anything but a last place team. But the country club attitude it feels like is over. And if you're not going to, and that's why I thought AC's point that Mitchell was going to be out altogether really perked my ears. Up. Yeah. And sure, he took the bullpen. It makes sense for him. Um. But now now you go, yeah, okay, they may not. I mean, they end up winning. Lauer pitches really well yesterday. But now all of a sudden you you go, okay, we do have to start paying attention. And I, I do wonder what it means for Austin Hedges and Renfro and Margot. Um, you know, you pointed out Margot last night, and I really hadn't thought about it till this morning. I go, shit, David. Yeah, Mark. I mean, when you it's look at— It's been a disappointment from what you thought you were going to see. And you have so many— Young yeah. outfielders 
I mean, I, I told you, I understand it's it's high A what I saw yesterday, but Buddy Reed doesn't believe that's his ceiling. Franchi Cordero doesn't believe yeah. he's reached his ceiling. And so you have a lot of guys, you know, that are coming up that are like, Dude, we're not we're not waiting around for Margot or Renfro or any of these guys to uh, hedges. Yeah, I, right. I, I mean, some of them are going to get more chances yeah. than others. But Brian Mitchell, screw you, dude. We got guys that are going to come up and yeah. and they're going to take your spot, and you may not ever get it I, back. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Honestly, as Me a baseball too. fan, I appreciate it. you brought up the Perdomo thing before the season even started. Yeah, and I remember looking at you thinking, hey, you might be a little crazy because he's young, and we know he he, he can get better, and they're going to be patient. They weren't. They did yeah. exactly as, as Donald Trump would say. They're draining the swamp. That's what yeah. they're doing. They, they're yeah. dumping out the guys that can't get it done. I, the Brian Mitchell thing, I would watch closely because. Obviously, AJ put his put his neck on the line for, mm -hmm. for Brian Mitchell. So you sit there and you go, okay, is this a pride thing that it's embarrassing if things don't work out for AJ? Well, it hasn't worked out, but yet they didn't hesitate to say, look, he's not getting it done in that rotation. What's the point of keep shipping him out there in the middle of May? Yeah. He better figure it out in the bullpen. Otherwise, he, he is, this is his last shot. This is basically Brian Mitchell's last shot, and I love the fact they're willing to move on from mistakes. I always say, yeah. just like we say all the time, I say to my kids, the quicker you can admit a mistake and move on, the better off you're going to be. Well, and I, I think it makes these games really yeah. interesting because yeah. I think as a fan, maybe the one thing that, that I've done, I'm not going to accuse all of you of doing it, but I bet yeah. a lot of you would agree with me. We've just kind of focused on the big picture, maybe an 80% look at the big picture and a 20% yeah. look at individual performances. And now all of a sudden, it feels like you really want to pay attention to individual performance. Hosmer's not going anywhere. But now all of a sudden, you start paying attention, I feel like, Dave, to every other spot. I don't know if there's any other spots that are locked in. I don't, I don't know. I, I think second base, once Urias gets here, you go, okay, that's his spot. Yeah. But if you looked at what they wrote in the paper this morning or yesterday in the Sunday paper, when you go, okay, Tatis is striking out like freaking crazy. He's got 45 strikeouts. I'm not saying anybody's panicking. Does that, does that make you nervous? I mean, today's day and age where sure. they, they want you to basically swing for the fences. Sure. Because, okay, strikeouts aren't a big deal to swing for the fences. Yeah, because when you look at, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not panicking, but yeah. yeah, I mean, when you, yeah, a you look disheartening. at. Yeah, a little bit, but but he's a he's a kid, and and he's yeah. I mean, I I, I want to believe he's going to be okay. I mean, I don't see panic in the organization. He's still the top guy, but you just understand that the 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 growth to the bigs is different for every player, right? Yeah, but he had just steamrolled last year. It's off yeah. to a slow start. It's well, things May. have changed uh, a lot in, in baseball, and, and I'll ask you as a fan, too, and also as you mentioned the strikeouts. A lot of people don't care about the strikeouts. This is the first time in the month of April, first time in the history of baseball, that you had more strikeouts yeah. than hits. Yeah, and that's unbelievable. But that's what they're preaching. They're basically saying a strikeout is better than a double play. We want you to swing for the fences. For guys like you and I who watch guys like, let's say, a Tom Lasorda, even a Mike Socha, guys that would yeah. bunt, move guys over. Like if yeah. he did a shift against the Dodger team in the 70s, he did have bunted against the shift. Yeah. That's not the way baseball is now. As a baseball fan, do you hate it that they don't manufacture runs, that they go for the, yeah. the long ball? Absolutely. And, and I, I agree with you. I think it kind of hurts the game. Younger kids, I don't know what they think because everyone talks about the home runs or the strikeout because that's what you're getting. You're getting Would a you ton rather of have a guy putting the bat on the ball and maybe he hits into a double play? I want to see stolen bases. I miss stolen bases. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but but my feeling is, wouldn't you rather have a guy put the bat on yeah. the ball 
then yeah, he may hit into a, uh, a double play in the first, but that could also right go yep. between the 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 shortstop and the third baseman in the fourth. You got a guy that just is up there and swinging and striking out. I think the other thing is too for in my opinion. Tell me what you think. This game is so mental that if I go up and I hit the ball really hard, yeah. But they have played me defensively well, and the shortstop makes the play on it. Okay, I can go back and go, shit. Okay? Yeah. But if I've struck out four times today, and I strike out another three times tomorrow, now I've struck out two times on Wednesday, goddamn, by the time Thursday rolls around, I'm like, am I ever going to hit the goddamn ball <laughs> yeah, again? exactly right. Am I ever going to hit the ball again? Yeah. I, I, I just... <laughs> It, these guys, I mean, they, they make the money. But to me, I would be like, I would say, let me hit the ball hard and at somebody because I feel like I'm. Yeah. it's a game of averages and I'm going to get lucky. If I keep striking out, dude, I've lost confidence. The guy on second base has lost confidence in me. And and whether he has yeah. or not, I'm going to think he has. And then, uh, yeah, I, I just, that seems like a very odd uh theory to embrace it is it to me it is very strange there's so many goddamn acronyms for offense that you're like i don't even know what the fuck that means yeah. or how you even get to that solution on that the whole deal there but when you sit there and you watch guys and you hear about you know launch angles and josh yeah. donaldson always talks about hitting the bottom of the ball the problem is for guys like like you with little kids so you mm -hmm. say okay here's my son that's going to go up and bat he's going to try and do a launch angle no. more like he's going to pop out because yeah. you know what, he doesn't have that big man strength to sit there yeah. jacket over the fence consistently. Yeah, and and most balls that are up in there are going to be outs. You talked about scoring a ball up. I remember when Theo yep. first went to the Red Sox back in I think 2003 was his first year. Theo said that they ran stats on guys not on their batting average, but how many times they squared the ball up. Mm. You know, so you can hit that shot. You talk about that line mm -hmm. shot. That's the guy we want. We don't yeah. want the guy that gets that little bleeder that happens to go between third and the pitcher's yeah. mound. The Pedroia's. Yeah, and you go that that guy. That's a hit. But yeah. that's, he didn't. He didn't crush that ball. They no. they went through, and their whole book was with Bill James was we want the guys who are going to square it up, and we're going to grab those guys and put them on the our Bill roster. Millers, yeah, the Millars, yeah, the Pedroyas, right? Trot Nixon, all those guys. Goddamn Trot Nixon. <laughs> um, but, but yeah. But, but as a fan, it has changed dramatically. When people talk about the length of games, and if guys aren't getting on base, it does get boring. You can understand why oh, people man. are bored. Yeah, I, I, I had this conversation tonight at work with a buddy of mine. When we were just talking about baseball as a whole, and my buddy said, uh, uh, I was watching the Monterey games, and he loves the Padres. He goes, God dang it, I found myself fast forwarding through. Yeah. I will say this, though, um, having been at Elsinore yesterday, for me, I, I don't, when I was there yesterday, and I'm hanging out with a buddy of mine, we've been buddies for 30 years. I, I, I'm not, Dave, you mentioned it earlier. I'm not a drinker, but it was about a 95 degree day. We were sitting in the shade and we had an ice cold 805 uh, IPA yeah, and a, and a hot dog. And we're watching Chris Paddock pitch. And my buddy was like, how long you want to hang? I go, dude, I have nowhere to be. <laughs> I have nowhere to be. I was enjoying watching all the guys on that team. And uh, and it was great. Now, if that game was on TV, no, I'm yeah. I'm uh, a hyper as a nine year old kid jacked up on <laughs> raising nets. 
But um, but when you're there, even though it's it's you hot, get jacked up on raisinets. Isn't a Mountain Dew? Is that what you're trying to say? I know what I said. Okay, who the fuck okay. gets jacked up on raisinets? You fucking stoner. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> we start drug testing this show. What are you gonna do? Maybe you start thinking well, it's ahead. Legal, 100 legal. Nothing I did all was right. illegal. Yeah, that's what they all said. Um, I'm in the but, front yard digging holes. Tucker, <laughs> Tucker. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, just sitting there watching minor league yeah. game, and just having an absolute blast. It was great, Good. and and I think tonight watching this game at Petco that we're watching tonight, I'm not necessarily paying attention to every pitch, but same thing. If if you go, you, me, you know, Scott King, yeah, a couple of buddies hanging out, you're having a, a beer or, or whatever you want to have down at at Petco. Dude, I'm not I'm not looking at my watch. Don't go. Jesus Christ, you're the guy who goes in the movie and 10 minutes into the movie, like, God, is the movie over yet? Don't go. I mean, games are designed to go three hours, but yeah, you're at a big league game. I love it, man. Yeah. Being a live baseball game is just the, it's the coolest thing in the world. I'm with you. Also, I just want to point out for everyone who always rips us for Trey Turner. The Nationals, How'd he just do? Nationals, by the way, have two runs in the sixth inning. Solo home run from Trey Turner and just scored on a ball hit to left field from first base. Yeah. What's Will Myers' stats tonight? Oh, shit. We're trying to raise money for charity. Try not to piss people off. All right. You can bring that back August 2nd. You can bring August your, 2nd. August 2nd. You're going to go, here's my 27 Will Meyer takes that I've been sitting on for two months while we're trying to raise money. Um, yeah. I just, uh, that would be my one thing. Yeah. If, if, if people go, man, if you had money, what would you do? Because uh, my buddy lives up there. And we were talking about different packages for uh, season ticket packages for Elsinore. Yeah, man, that would be a thing that if schedule allowed, that's the one thing. I don't miss any of the bullshit that went on with terrestrial radio, but I miss the nights going out and just hanging out at Petco and bullshitting with guys like Kintera and Pomeranz and Sweeney and the other guys that would see Judd and, and the rest of those guys. Uh, just hanging out, bullshit, and watching a ball game. That I miss very much. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I absolutely love baseball. If I had to pick one or the other to calf here in San Diego, I understand the Chargers when they're here. It was a football town. I, I take Padre baseball over football. Always. Because yeah. you can actually, for the NFL, I, I wouldn't want to take my kids to that. I wouldn't want to take no. my kids out there. But to go out there and be able to watch and, and check it all out, right? I mean, when look. The Twins teams that I watched as a kid were so garbage. Glenn Borgman catching, okay? <laughs> Glenn goddamn Borgman, we're number 14. I watched Glenn Borgman. Yeah. And I was thrilled. Craig Cusick <laughs> at first. Rob Wilfong at second. Yeah. Roy Smalley at short. Mike Cubbage at third. Roy Smalley was the guy. He was the star of the team. Yeah, number five. Yep. Roger Pug Erickson on the mound. Uh, Johnny Castino played a little bit. And then in the outfield, shit, Steve Braun, Bombo Rivera, Larry Heisel. I mean, you think any of those? They had all these baseball cards. That's what's so hilarious. I yeah. know every one of these guys. Yeah, he had them all. Yep. Pete Redfern. <laughs> and, uh, but my point was that if you had the chance to go to a game yeah, and you were a kid, it, there wasn't any part of you that was like, you know what? I'm going to hold out until Sparky Lyle's in town. They're like, Pete Redford's pitching. <laughs> Pete Redford. You thought goddamn Whitey Ford was pitching that night. <laughs> yeah, we're stoked. Pug Erickson sucked. Yeah. We'd go see him every night. 
Um, my man, like I just yeah. said, we were excited to watch Glenn Boardman hit, Dave. All right, well, here's, so, my, here, here's my question for you on this, because now you've been to this one time in your life before, once as a kid, now as an adult. Mm-hmm. When the twins had, look, I knew who Kent Herbeck was in the minor yep. leagues. Sure. When you knew Kent Herbeck was coming up, and then all of a sudden there's this guy named Kirby Puckett. And Gary Gaetti. Gary Gaetti. And all of a sudden you're Timmy going. Timmy Laudner? You're going to ignore Tim Laudner? <laughs> Sorry about that. I, I was. But when you look at the young guys, just like you just said, the young guys with the Padres, who would have thought that Twins team that you followed that was dog yeah. shit with all the guys you mentioned that 10 years later, they're sitting winning the 87 and the 91 World Series? I, I had moved here when those guys were all coming up. Yeah. But you followed, right? Yeah, I followed. Yeah. I thought, I looked at Kirby Puckett. I go, really? What the fuck are the Twins doing? <laughs> This is it, right? Look at this fucking guy. Jesus Christ. Where'd you find him? Working at the Super yeah. America in, in Egan. <laughs> and then uh and then you're like, God damn, I I knew Kirby was gonna be great. No, you didn't. Yeah. Nobody knew. No. no, the one um the one that we watched were anybody that you were a kid here and you knew the Alomar brothers and Benito were yeah. coming. We didn't there were no real pitchers. I mean, I think maybe a little bit for Joey Hamilton, Andy Bennis. Andy Bennis was Andy Bennis. You felt excited about um, McReynolds to a certain extent. People were excited about coming up through the minors, but Benito was that guy because his reputation of throwing guys out from his knees was unheard had, of back then. Yeah, I mean Tony Pena, right? Yeah, Tony Pena that was pretty special, but um, but you weren't seeing that from the eye chart. Dougie Goosh, Dougie Goosh wasn't throwing anybody out from his knees. Shit, Dougie Goosh could probably throw it back, barely throw it back to the mound. <laughs> but we still loved him because he was our guy. But um, but we knew the Alamars were coming. Bayerga, Bayerga, Gian. Yeah. Um, and that's okay, that's what, a good question for you. This was before I moved to San Diego. I knew mm-hmm. who Ozzy Gian was too in the minors. Uh-huh. He was a guy I followed. When they traded Ozzie Gian for, for Lamar, Lamar Hoyt, who just won a Cy Young back in 83, are you thinking, we just got a lot better at what the fuck we do and traded the next Ozzie Smith? Yeah, that was the rumor was, yeah. this guy's Ozzie Smith. Yeah, it was a funny time because you just come off of 84. But the thing with 84 that you didn't have that the Tigers had, the Tigers had Jack Morris. Yeah. And Jack Morris was that legit hammer at the top of the rotation. Yeah. And I don't think anybody in the organization or the fan base – Looked and felt like Eric Shaw was Eric Shaw was not on that level. He just wasn't. So Lamar Hoyt um, becomes available. But I would say this: anybody who watched the team when you saw Ozzie Gian go, stung, it yeah. stung. And then you made the deal later on to get Joe Carter, and shit, Joe Carter cost you Bayerga. And Sandy Alomar yeah. went in that that's deal. That's when I moved here. That's that's when I first moved to San Diego. With Bayerga in that deal. Yeah. And then um, I think Chris James. Yeah. And I like Chris James. Chris James came over in the deal for Randy Reddy, my boy Randy Reddy, and John Cruck. Like, John Cruck, yeah. you knew, was kind of a fun player. We liked yeah. him. And then Cruck, like, nobody talks about, when you talk about players that go and flourish in other places, nobody mentions Cruck. You're right. Cruck went and became a... Uh, a folk hero yeah. in Philadelphia. Shit, the guy was great here. Um, but to me, the one that just just really tested my faith in the organization was when they flipped Robbie Alomar. Well, it was the worst trade that's ever been made in franchise history by far is Kevin Mitchell for Mark Grant. That's the worst trade. <laughs> yes. And, and I have said it to mud forever. Yes. I was so pissed. I left a party. I just filled a red solo cup at a party at San Diego State yeah. that I had driven to from 
Cardiff. And uh, on a motorcycle? Uh, yes. Yeah. No helmet. Really smart. Great. <laughs> Kelly Leak. And we were at a party on Montezuma. Yeah. And hey, what's up? And I'm just pouring. And as I'm pouring, I look and it's Fred Hickman on CNN. And I, I swear to God, I remember it like it was yesterday. And over his shoulder is Kevin Mitchell in a Giants hat. Yeah. And I go, hey, Fred, how about you get your shit together? <laughs> and I'm pouring this beer, and uh, all of a sudden it shows Giants get. And I go, what? <laughs> Fred, uh, Fred, if this is your idea of a sick fucking joke, we're going to have issues, friend. <laughs> yes. You're going to be looking for the nearest urgent care to get your ruptured spleen fix. And I see uh, Dave Dravecki gone. And Kevin Mitchell gone. And I go, God damn it. And I felt like I could feel the ice cold natty light going over my thumb, but I couldn't stop the trigger. And then I look and see who the Padres got. Look at this group of pussies. Chris Brown. Pussy. Were you excited about Chris Brown? He was an all-star. Pussy. Okay. He's dead. Mark Grant. Who? Who? Fuck's he. Oh, he does a great Dutch rendered impression. Great. That's really going to help. Keith Comstock. What? Porn star Keith Comstock. Oh, my God. Are you proud of that one? It sounds like a porn star name. I'm reliving one of the worst nights of my I'm life. I'm sorry. And all of a sudden, you're goddamn Fred Travelina over there. Fred Travelina. <laughs> oh, sorry. I apologize. Jesus. And then... Uh, Mark Davis. And if I hear one more person say, you know, I, I don't know why you're so hard on that trade. Mark Davis won a Cy Young. Yeah. Kevin Mitchell won an MVP and yes, caught a ball did. barehanded. Yeah. Okay. And I'll tell you this. I, I'll if, if if I got one guy to fight an army of 50, yeah. I'm going to take my friend Kevin Mitchell. I'm not saying, you know, Kevin, I'm going to give you the night off because Mark Davis is available. <laughs> Why don't, you, why don't you take the night off and hit golf balls further than I've ever seen a human being hit a golf ball? I watched Kevin Mitchell hit. But you know what? Mark Davis is feeling like he, he's feeling loose and limber. That's, I said to Kevin Mitchell when we met him, Yeah, it's the worst straight in Padre history, and he agreed. He did agree with that. He 100% agreed. Kevin Mitchell would kick the shit out if you jaywalked in front of him. That's my, I swear to God, that is by far... My favorite Padre of all time. God, he was awesome to watch. Awesome. And they, they, you know, you know how you fix that problem? You fire Larry Boa. Yeah. Larry Boa was scared of, uh, of Kevin, Kevin Mitchell. Mitchell. Everybody was. So you goddamn promote. Yeah. Ozzie Virgil senior. And he's the manager and we move forward or Bobby Tolan or Norm Sherry. Any of the other guys that were here, Merv Rettmond. Hey, those old flat asses. Don't give in. God, I and I just I just I just put the beer down. I didn't even say goodbye. I just walked out into the night and drove home. <laughs> Muttering what the fuck the whole way back. Cold. Yeah. yeah. Right? Just a cold night. I I just I couldn't I could not I was dumbfounded by that trait, and I still am. 
I'm just glad, though, on a bright spot, that we're friends with Mark Grant and not Keith Comstock. Think about it. You want to be friends with a guy like that? Is that going back to your joke from two <laughs> no, minutes ago? You bringing that did back I, again? Did I take a guy named Comstock seriously? Com. Okay, like dot. It's not dot com. You sure? Yeah. Not like etrade.com. Okay. You all right over there, Jeff Stryker? <laughs> Sir, 500 take your shoes off yes. for $500? Thank God. <laughs> Tell me again how your friends think I'm the one who's nuts. Crazy. Yeah, it says petco.com, not .com. I got, you know? I, I got that. Okay, I, well, I, you're I, like, I couldn't be friends with Keith Comstock. Are you sure? I thought it was no joke. I'm not even making a joke. I thought they was called him Comstock. Comstock. You asshole. <laughs> God dang. Uh, people right now are like, boy, I'd like to give $25. I can't. I can't. That will, we will go have a nice dinner at the Brigantine, and maybe we'll go bowling instead. Oh, my gosh. I told yeah. you I had a I had a job offer once in Cleveland, Ohio. This is before I met you, and they yeah. won me. I made a I made a audition yeah, tape, okay. and I sent it to Cleveland. And I'm not sure if they liked my sports knowledge or if they liked my sense of humor. They didn't tell me, but they wanted me for this. What was mo- choice show. three? <laughs> the, they told me I was one of the guys, one of the finalists for this okay. morning show. In Who Cleveland. would you have been with in Cleveland? I have no idea. It was uh, Ozzie Newsom. It, it was the main sports station. If they uh, the only one I knew WKNR. Of. It was WKNR. That was it. Why the fuck so, do I know that? I don't know. Because you know all these fucking guys. I can't believe you recognize all the voices like that. It's amazing to watch and go, who broadcasts for the Nationals? And boom, you always yeah. hammer them out. Charlie Slows. Yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't sure what they wanted, so I just yeah. took a shot. Go, they must want it because this morning they wanted the sense of humor. And in my second audition <laughs> tape, it was my top ten list of athletes whose names also could be porn stars. You know who does that bit now? Is our, boy, me. is our boy uh, uh, Jonas Knox. Does he really? Who I goddamn dude? There's another guy. Yeah. Um, if I was starting a local station, and I don't know that he would ever leave L.A., but is he getting anything? He's really good. When you're cultivating people, I I would bring him down. Yeah. In a minute, he does. Uh, Jonas does pro wrestler or porn star. Oh really? It is. Goddamn dude, yeah. it is so funny. That kid's really really talented yeah. and a really good dude. Yeah, Jonas yeah. does that. I had in there like Terry Cummings. Magic Johnson. <laughs> Magic Johnson. Marion Butts. Anyway. Yeah. So on my top ten list, guess what? I didn't get the job. There's Dick complete, Trickle. Dick Trickle was in there. Um Dick Pohl. Dick Pohl was in there. Is good. Dick Pohl was in there. Anyway, I didn't get the job. I completely what? offended them. I guessed wrong. They wanted the sports knowledge, not the sense of humor. Oh shit. At least not that kind of sense of humor. But I there you go. Keith Comstock would have been in there if I would have remembered. Would you can you imagine trying to sell your wife who grew up here? <laughs> That we're moving to Cleveland, and then you go on day two. You go with your big Kevin Klein's like, dude, that's weak. Dude, here we're <laughs> gonna talk about jobs. I was offered a PD job, WGR in Buffalo, the Buffalo oh Bill my Station. God. And I remember th- telling my wife, who grew up in San Diego, you and Joe Delamalor. Yes, if it was, if it's seventy three, my wife says it's freaking hot. If it's seventy one, she's freezing. Needs to sweat. Yeah. Oh my god. And I'm like, she want to do well even San Diego. So I don't get the job because I ruined it in the job interview when. They go, have you been to Buffalo? And I said, no, I haven't. I go, but Sam Rantigliano, former Browns coach, says it's not the end of the world, but you can see it from there. And they got all offended. But they had the worst winner in Buffalo history the year I would have taken that job. My oh, wife would have left shit. me. I would have been done. 
Oh shit! No Lisa Ann. No teeth. No, no show with you. No Lisa Ann. <laughs> it been over. I'd be sitting here. Let I'd me be think. Pale about it. white talking to Jim Kelly. <laughs> yeah, you'd be sitting there talking to former Sabres great Danny Gare. Uh, you know who you'd be doing a show with? You'd be doing a show with Clint Malarchuk. <laughs> great, dude. I'd probably develop that taste for beer that I don't have. That's yeah, for damn sure. Uh, hey, Clint, I was there that night when the skate went across your throat. Yeah, I was there too, okay? Maybe you could stop bringing it up. What do you want to talk about on the show today? That'd be your life every day. Oh, my gosh. Let's go to Allen in, in Nantucket. I'll be the guy jumping off of vans in the parking lot and on those tables that they always do the Buffalo <laughs> Bills fans, those white shops. <laughs> yeah, walking around. Your Frank Reich jersey. Yeah, one of my favorite clips on on NFL films is the guy that's sitting front row at the Buffalo Bills game, and the guy next to him has the yeah. bald head and completely yes. has all the paint yes. of the helmet, and the guy just looked at him and goes, nice, nice head. head, nice head. Um, shit, I, I think I told you, the only time I thought I was leaving here was for Chicago yeah. to go to Sporting <laughs> to, News Radio. To Wrigleyville. And I was going to move to, <laughs> yeah, because my buddy has always been Tommy Brenneman. <laughs> It's the best advice you ever got. I laugh at this every time. Yeah. And so I said to Tom, I go, uh, hey, man, I think I'm taking this job with Sporting News Radio. Oh, yeah? <laughs> uh, if I take it, I'm going to move to Wrigleyville. I love it. And he looked at me, and he said, you'll be dead in a year. <laughs> and he walked away. Then my favorite line, been- the two favorite lines he dropped out of you was that one, because the voice is perfect. You sound just like him. Is you'll be dead in a year, and you said yeah. something like, or you or Grant said it to him. Hey, there's your pal. So no, I did. Side. It was Steve you. Finley. Okay, Steve Finley hit the grand slam. He ain't my buddy, pal. Uh, that he wasn't your no, my he pal, said, pal. Uh, no, he said. Uh, uh, I said, hey, how about your buddy Finley, Steve Finley? He ain't my buddy, pal. <laughs> how you doing, pal? Eh? And he just kept walking. He said he's one of those guys that talks and walks at the same time. You know. They, uh, what a, what a great, great dude. Like yeah. there are some of these guys broadcaster wise that were great. Um, uh, we talked about Bob Greenberg the other day, the, the blind guy and Bob sent me clips every day. So I would listen to Tom and I, I used to watch Tom on GN because I worked nights and it was so funny because he and Steve Stone had a great chemistry and Steve Stone, Tom would come over and do four, five, six. Harry yeah. would do one, two, three, and seven, eight, nine. Shit, man, Tom was like 29 years old doing Cubs baseball. Shirt tie, voice. Yeah. And uh, Steve Stone would always turn the heat up on Tom's chair. <laughs> like there was a heater underneath, and Steve would always turn it up, and then Tom would lose his mind. But um, I love Steve Stone. I thought he was great. Man, those guys were so funny. But what was great was I had Tom and Ronnie Santo. And I'd get these audio. So I'd hear like the whole Cubs game every day because uh, Greenberg, my blind guy, was was sending me these highlights. Tom's such a good play-by-play guy. And Santo would just scream in the background, No! No! <laughs> and so, uh, so I, that year, the way it happened was in that year... Um, I I just got a kick out of it. So I just started keeping these highlights for myself yeah. of just like the best of Ron Santo. I don't even know. Uh, I had just met Mud at that time. I don't, I don't think I was keeping it for Mud. So I didn't really have anybody that was a Cubs fan. But I just hung on to it for myself. And at the end of that year, 
Fox Sports had just gained baseball in the NFL. And Tom wanted to do football for yeah. Fox. And GN said, no, we're not going to let you go. And Tom said, you know what? I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. And he gave that job up as the radio voice of the Cubs in doing that because he wanted to pursue um, that opportunity. And so he had been a guest on the show, and I chatted with him a couple of times. But I tracked him down. I tracked him down, and I called him. And I go, hey, um, I got this thing for you. Give me an address, and I'll, I'll send it to you. And it was just a, a 45-minute cassette of him and Santo from that year. And it was him just doing play-by-play in Santo. No! <laughs> just interrupting every play. And about three weeks went by. It might have been even longer. It might have been like seven weeks go by. And my phone rings in the office, and it's Brenneman. Jeff! Tom Brenneman. I go, hey. What's up? And he said, uh, he said, you know, I was on a flight from Chicago to Tampa to call an NFL game that was going out to 3% of the country. And he said, I'm sitting there really wondering what the hell I just did. <laughs> and he said, I go through my bag and here's this cassette tape. And he yeah. goes, I put that thing in. And he said, I laughed. The entire trip. <laughs> and he was like, brother, you ever need anything? You got my number. And we've been... Uh, Friends ever since. Yeah, I haven't talked to him in a long time, but yeah. he's just... Uh, great guy. Great family. Oh, there, yeah, because when I had started on Hedgecock Show and had no idea I'd ever work in sports, there was a guy named Dick Warren who had been on, on uh, KCBQ for years. I think he had been on KSON. And Dick Engineers for Out of Town Radio. And I was just running Hedgecock Show as a kid. And Dick said, hey, you want to come out and be my guest at one of these games? And I go, sure. And he goes, come on out. Watch Marty Brenneman and Joe Nuxall call these games. Dave, I, I couldn't have been more excited. And, man, you talk about guys. Joe Nuxall and Marty Brenneman were just as nice a couple of yep. guys to me answered every question just let me hang out and i just watched god they were amazing and just it was awesome man. that's cool yeah really fun that's really cool did uh did tom ever say anything to you about what harry carey was like i mean did, did everyone seems to have harry carey stories if you're ever with the cubs yeah you know i just um limited because they didn't do much yes. together because they were they were kind of ships yeah. passing in the night it'll be like lightner and or Silla. yeah you know what's funny is um oh i gotta think about how this worked out um I think about how this worked. Harry loved Tom because Tom's really good. And I think Harry and Marty, to the best of my yeah. knowledge, got along well. When Tom moved, I believe the next guy in was Josh Lewin, if I remember right. And I don't think Harry made it very easy on Lewin to the point that um, Lewin really ended up down being like the dugout guy, doing wow. like what Scanlon was doing. And then, um, I think I have this right, the next guy in was Chip. And Chip was supposed to work with Harry. Yeah. And then Harry passed away. But the crazy thing to me was people in Chicago hated Chip, hated yeah. him. 
And the other day was the anniversary of the Kerry Wood game. My brother and I were working in Coronado that day, and we had that game on. And if you go, somebody put out, I think MLB the other day, put out the the clip of Chip calling the 20 strikeouts. God damn, it gave me, it gave me chills again because yeah. he was so good at building the energy. It's, it's what I talked about with Elston. There was there was a, an energy build that was different from strikeout 5 to 7 to 12 to 17. Now you're at 18 and 19. And when Chip yells for strikeout 20, here comes the hook. You're just like, whoa. It, it's, such a, it's such a great call. Yeah. And and I I don't know why I, fuck Cubs fans fuck them all a bunch of jerks. You know the the Harry Carey thing was always interesting to me because I didn't know who Harry Carey was till 1984 when right? I, when I finally got cable. I didn't know anything about him. I, I didn't realize his career was with the Cardinals, the White Sox, and then the Cubs. Yeah. And there are tons of stories. And but him I remember and Jack Buck didn't get along. Yeah. And then I mean the stories that he slept around, you know, with the owner's wife and yeah. Harry Carey and all that. I mean, there's some crazy shit, but. He would sit there with Steve Stone, and he would see the Budweiser yeah. can right over the the yeah. He knew, I'm like, this guy's drinking beer during the games. Yeah, and I, and I remember thinking, if someone ever sent me a tape of Harry Carey, not knowing the legend that he was, I would think this guy's dog shit. You know, I mean, it sounds yeah. terrible. But the two things that I always remember, three things, I always remember him goofing on the guy. You know that that loses a ball in the sun. How the yep. hell is this guy playing the Dominican? I started laughing. Life? Jorge yeah. Ona lost a ball in the sun <laughs> yesterday. I <laughs> started thinking laughing Harry thinking about Harry immediately. Yeah. Uh, now whether Harry actually said that or was that the comedian that claimed he did? Yeah. But Harry actually did. Uh, John Campanera or, yes, or Will Ferrell or one it. of those guys. Yeah. But they claim Harry said that for sure. The two things that I remember with uh, with with Harry Carey where Steve Stone couldn't breathe mm. is when they kept showing a couple making out in the crowd. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And they're, yep. they're, they're going at it nonstop. And then they'd yeah. do the game, they'd go back, and they're still making out. Yeah. And Harry Carey not realizing. Arnie, what, the what, producer. Yeah. <laughs> I finally figured it out. He kisses her on the strike. She kisses him on the balls. Yes. And all of a sudden, man, it is over. Steve Stone can't talk. You know, Game com- over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Compl- completely done. But my, my, my favorite one is when his eyesight started to go to shit. He's getting yeah. older. And... The guy batting strikes out. Catcher gets up, whips it down to third base, and he goes, here's the pitch. Line drive, third base, he's out. There was no line drive. The fucking catcher gunned it down yeah. to third to throw it around. But it was so fucking funny to me that, you know, unfortunately for him, I'm sure he didn't think it was hilarious, but the call was funny as fuck. I, uh, I had a, a radio guy tell me not long ago, we were, we were sharing stories talking about Jerry. And this radio friend of mine said, he goes, man, we, <laughs> we were at, he goes, we're at Qualcomm. And he said, remember the old way at Qualcomm where they would have the audio piped in of the radio call, depending yeah. on where you were sitting? Yeah. And he said, we're sitting there, and uh, he goes, man, Jerry Jerry's really off. He was so off that day. He was just behind, and he was missing everything. And he said, we just sat there for you know 20 minutes and just talked about, man, this is this has really gotten bad. For old Jerry, you know, and boy, the Padres have to think. I mean, he's so far yeah. behind. And he goes, then we realized the goddamn station was in delay. <laughs> he goes, yeah. yeah. He goes, it's, it's you guys. Yes. It's goddamn KFB because you're in delay. 
Because none of us were like, he goes, it's so embarrassing. He goes, none of us were like, hey, is the game in delay? We're all like, oh, boy. Explain the old man. Poor Jerry. Yeah. You know, Jerry's lost. Jerry hadn't lost anything. We're running eight seconds later. Yeah. That is so damn um, funny. So don't forget, August 1st is the night. Lisa Ann is confirmed. We will continue to build it. There is a GoFundMe page that is up tonight. You can find it on my Twitter at Jeff Dotseth. Donate $25. You donate $25, and that gets you in the door. You, um, Lisa Ann has said, we want everybody. Because I was like, I'm going to filter out all these fucking creepos. She's like, no, they got money. Bring them in. She goes, I see nut jobs everywhere I go. It's a bad choice of word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, She's a Hall of Famer shit. Yes, I got it. Uh, by the way, early happy birthday on Wednesday to our pal Lisa. Would you imagine she told me today? I don't think she minds me saying yeah. she's 46 years old. Yeah, looks great. Looks great. Um, but she's really excited to come down and be a part of this thing. And I, for us, what we said last night, it's the 20th anniversary of the show. It's been an absolute blast. Um as we explained to Intercom and we've said to the sponsors, this community has been insanely good to us. Insanely good to us. I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I would think there are a handful of shows. Somebody said to me the other day, Dave, they said, you know, the relationship that you and Dave have is very similar to the relationship that Jeff and Jer had. I repeated that to someone today. And I said, yeah. I took that as a huge compliment. So did I, because I love those guys. Yeah. I really do. And they just, and, and this guy said to me the other day, he goes, uh, he goes, I guarantee you those guys just call and fucking crack each other up all the time. And he, and he said, same thing as you guys. Never had falling out. Yeah. No issues. He goes, same thing with those dudes, man. He goes, that should be celebrated. Good on you guys. And so what better way to celebrate it? You know, I know a lot of people would be like, hey, you know what? We'll get a cupcake. Fuck that. We're getting a Hall of Fame porn star. <laughs> um, so uh, <laughs> we're going to do that. Uh, 25 bucks on the GoFundMe page, and that way we can just put together a guest list and and you'll be in. And I feel like 25 bucks, you know that $5, when you donate that 25, or five bucks is going to stand up for cancer. Yeah. Five bucks is going to charity water. Five bucks is going to suicide awareness. Then to the Alpha Project, and, and last but certainly not least, our, our new friends at the Rancho Coastal Humane Society. What what better way to do it? No, you're 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 right. Very very exciting. It's um very cool. I tell you, I will not be surprised when we do this on August first that fifty percent of the people there are women. I've oh, had I more think so women too. say to me, "Am I invited? Can I go?" Absolutely. Absolutely, everybody's invited. Everybody's invited, and um, and we're looking forward to seeing you all. And we just it, it's going to be a great thing. I had a, a, a really great conversation tonight with our pal Katie Temple. Because one of the things that I talked about in our meeting last week with Intercom was I said, I feel like there's so many really fun female voices. You know, I miss talking to is Shannon McMillan. Yeah, she was great. Shannon McMillan, I miss talking to. Katie Temple is funny as hell. Kat Zangano, when there's a UFC card coming up, who lives right here in San Diego. Yeah, we can book Dominic Cruz, but why not have Kat Zangano come in and talk about it? She could break down the fights better than anybody. And she lives here in this community, and she's a, a cool person. And Intercom was like, man, we dig that. We like it. I said, 
The point that I made to those guys was we don't listen to cassette tapes anymore. Nobody watches uh, VHS tapes or black and white TV, but sports talk radio hasn't changed in 30 years outside of the fact they finally ran Saw out of town. And I said, uh, I said, I think we can go in. I think we can do it different. And I think we can do it more fun, more pop culture. We're not just sitting there. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't care less about the Chargers. I really couldn't. And I, I, I just, for me, it's, it's crazy to me that 1360 continues to, to try to sell this enthusiasm, whether it's fake or sincere, for Darwin James. Why would they do that? Like, why would they do that to any of you? To, to, I just feel that's, that's an absolute spit in your face. I really do. And I, I, I would just say this, Dave, I'm sorry. I would just say this going back. I mean, if there's something that happens with that team, we'll talk about that team. But we would talk about that team the same way we would talk about the Indianapolis Colts or yeah. the Jacksonville Jaguars. I, I, just, I, I could not do that to, to this community. I know you feel the same way. I, I'm not, we're not going to spit in your face and do that. And I think it's... I think it's insane that they treat you like that. Yeah, here's let me ask a couple of things. First of all, I'll save you because it's it's Darwin. If you say Darwin, you're going to get killed. Oh yeah, tomorrow. Darwin. Yeah, okay. sorry. But Thanks. so so here's the deal: Are they carrying Chargers? I have no idea. I mean, outside Who? of thirteen six here, are they carrying oh, the Chargers. Oh, sure they are. Okay, so I don't even know what they what they what they're, what team they're covering. Oh, I'm sure. But I, I just um, Nick loves them, man. Well, I mean, he's a paid employee. I understand, but I mean, it's not going well. The whole thing isn't going well. With audience. I mean, as you mentioned, who's last right now in San Diego and radio? Them. It's them. I was telling someone the, the story the other day about uh, you and I when we first went over there. Very first mm-hmm. show Jeff and I did back in 2014 over there. The boss walks in and says to us, what did you think? And we said, well, first of all, the name's so fucking long. Yeah. You know, extra 36 Fox Sports San Diego. It just took so long. And then to, to uh, get the rhythm going, the breaks, the whole deal that things go with. And I said, all right, we'll be fine with the format. But overall, the show was okay. And first thing was said to us, remember this. Neither one of you guys are funny. So don't try and be funny. And then he made us kill you guys for a year with fucking stadium talk. We're already preaching to the choir every fucking day. Yeah. And it just just killed it. So when you have a situation like Nick, who unfortunately one day, you know, basically sealed his grave in this town. He, he's not going to ever get a break again. People are, yeah. are so much hatred towards the Chargers and towards Nick for supporting the Chargers and lying to your face and saying, "Hey, this is what I am." I, I don't know what direction you go. I, I again, I'll with, tell you the other direction. I, I, I'm with you on that, though. Going back to what you're saying, I'm, I'm a huge NFL fan still. Love the NFL. Get sure. the package, the whole deal. But I, you're right. I wouldn't insult you by talking about something you have no interest in listening to. No, but the the other point would be. Um, uh, it, you you would never hear, and again, uh, I don't even know if fifteen percent is a legit number. Yeah. So, so we may just be spitting in the wind, but I'll tell you this: if we ever go back there, you're never going to hear Scott Sherman on the show again. <laughs> ever. You're never going to hear Faulkner on the show again. Tony Manalatos, yeah. Vinny Bonsignor. Uh, I mean, I would just put all those guys. Uh, but I, I'd also say, like, if. Uh, Soccer City or the Aztecs, there, there is absolutely zero reason to ever book John David Wicker, in my opinion. Not one thing. He's the athletic director at yeah. San Diego. He's a salesman. That's it. Yeah, raise raise money. It's all right. Don't make him a bad guy. He's just boring. Yeah. But so are the guys from Soccer City. They're boring. 
You don't listen to that shit. You guys work for a living. Christ's sake, you got to try to figure out how to pay the water bill and everything else. Yeah. Why shut it down? And I also told him what I said last night. We're never putting the board up on the air. Yeah. Board op's not going on the air. The the update guy is not just going to chime in and start asking questions and doing anything else. The other shows want to do that. Go ahead. That's that's fine. But um, and they were cool. So we'll see. Got a meeting next week. Uh, we'll put a little Dracar on and we'll make it happen. <laughs> make it happen. I'm hey, gonna be to- like, uh, I'm gonna be like, hey, I'm sorry. I got to take this real quick. This is Lisa Ann. <laughs> just let me know if Jeannie Pepper's coming down. Oh, I am going to say this, too. Yeah, I'm, go I'm ahead. Do you ever drop to Lisa Ann that you always push Jeannie Pepper? I have not. But you know what I will? This is true. Okay? So all of you are coming on August 1st. I'm not doing well with my choice of words tonight. <laughs> you'll all be attending. Fred Travelina. Yeah. Son you'll, of a bitch. <laughs> you'll, all, <it's, laughs> you'll all be attending on August 1st, and we're thrilled to see you. But here's the little bit of information you didn't know but you're going to know right now. And this is when you're going to walk down that sidewalk and you're going to kick a bunch of invisible cups. Yeah, there's going to be an event on August 1st. 25 bucks on GoFundMe gets you in there. But guess what? You old podcast pals, Dave and Jeff, yeah, we'll be at dinner with Lisa Ann on July 31st. <laughs> and guess what? None of you are invited. We're going to go. Dave's going to have his favorite fondue because he loves it. He'll probably have a little bit of Gilby's gin. But any of you nut jobs, weirdos, you're not going to be there. We don't even know where we're going. All she said is, hey, I'm bringing a girlfriend of mine down. That's what she told me today verbatim. I'm bringing a girlfriend of mine down July 31st. We'll go to dinner and then we'll have the, and I go, I got emotional. <laughs> right? It was like those girls when in sync would hit the stage. <laughs> I just screeched. So she's like, I don't know where to stay. And I just felt like I just felt lightheaded. Yeah, I'm gonna pass out. I'm gonna pass out right now because uh Lisa Ann saying, where are we going to dinner? And I go, well, I got to bring Dingling. You got to come with. And uh, her, who, which girlfriend is she bringing? How the hell do I know? You're the one that had the conversation. I don't know who she's friends with, who she's not friends with. I don't know either. Can, I, <laughs> can we put in requests? <laughs> Barbara Dare's still around? I hope Barbara Dare's not still around. What do you mean by that? <laughs> How old is Barbara Dare? Oh, goddamn, 70? Yeah. She's not 70. Um, Who else? Amber Lynn? Jeannie Pepper? Who else? What if she shows up and it's goddamn uh, Herschel Savage? <laughs> I'll be well, what off. are you guys doing, huh? Uh, you burps. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be staying off. I got to look up Barbara Dare. Barbara Dare, that's a funny self. <laughs> yeah, so July 31st. You know we're you know we're buying that dinner, right? Is that right? <laughs> what, need, what, need, what are you going to make her pay, you greasy cocksucker? That's the, that's, the, that's the move to make right there. No, we're not making her okay. pay. Well, you guys better step up that GoFundMe. Barbara Dare is not that old. How old is she? Barbara Dare is 55. Yes. 
And uh, I'm working to get uh, Nicole Eggert down here, too. Yeah, how about oh, that? Um, I don't know what made me think of this. I also put a thing out on Twitter today. Did you read that thing I sent you? The thing about the Karate Kid? I didn't get to it yet. Oh, my God. Okay, there's a thing on my Twitter, and I sent it out. I said, take 10 minutes. It's it's when they say an oral history, which yeah. is when they talk about the thing, and it's all just little quotes. I love anything with the Karate Kid. Yeah. The guys from the Cobra Kai, there's about six of them that are quoted in this thing telling stories. Those guys are so goddamn great. I wish we could track down that main guy, uh, Zabka. Yeah. God, he's so damn funny. Um, I don't know how we find that guy. That is the guy, Dave. We we got to find a way to get him on this show. He is, that guy is freaking great. And I bet the stories he could tell would be incredible. Yeah, it's the, um, let's see, when did that movie come out? 83? I think so, So yeah. we're looking about a 35, am I right on that? Am I crazy on my math? 35 year anniversary? Yeah, I mean, I think that's because, yeah, yeah it would make sense because they're doing yeah. the thing on YouTube right now. And then, um. Remember he was a dick in that movie? What was the movie? Uh, just one of the guys? Yeah. Remember, he was so goddamn good in that role, but he's the guys from Cobra Kai are all quoted in this, and it felt like how we trash talk everybody on Twitter. Yeah. But they're all just, like, they're all friends with Machio, but they're all talking about it at the time. Like, they couldn't talk to him, and, and if he walked by, they'd just talk shit to him. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> And like Elizabeth Shoes quoted in it. She's really funny. She says this line. She said, um, there was a scene at like the start when she had to be in a bathing suit yeah. and it made her all nervous. So they put her together with Body by Jake. And she said, yeah, I got through that scene. And then I was like, okay. She goes, yeah, I just ate everything I wanted during the rest of the thing. She goes, watch. I just progressively gained weight during the rest of the movie. Oh, I noticed. You calm down. <laughs> you know, she made up for it though in the movie Cocktail. Do you remember the movie yeah. Cocktail with Tom Cruise where she goes topless? And no, then, I don't, did she? Well, you don't see the front. You see it from the back, but you see the side boob. And you're like, all right, she just made up for it. Now I'm an Elizabeth Shue fan. Not, not such a big fan in Karate Kid 2 when she left him for the UCLA football player. And she wasn't in the second one. Yeah, and Macho said uh, Karate Kid 3 is awful. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> uh, he had something I was just going to say. What the hell was it I was just going to say along those lines? I don't even know. All nothing, right. nothing. All right, that's good. So just go to the GoFundMe, $25 donation. It gets you on the list at the door. Yep. And uh, and we'll see you that night, and it'll be great. Wednesday, August 1st, Lisa Ann confirmed. Dave and Jeff confirmed. Cali Comfort out there, $5 uh, pulled pork sandwiches, and we're going to raise a shitload of money for a bunch of good causes. But our pal Katie Temple tonight said, absolutely, I'll be there. It'll be oh, great. great. That is great. Yeah, it'll be fun. Good deal. Hey, I want to thank the people over at Happy Plumbing, Blake and Travis. Look, Happy Plumbing, happyplumbing.com. 24-hour service, seven days a week. You're going to need that plumber. It might not be today, but you're going to need that plumber. You better keep the number in your phone, 619-433-4943, 619-433-4943. Up front, flat rate pricing, no travel charges. 
courteous uniform professionals, licensed and insured, Blake and Travis, they're your guys. They have that special look. It's a great deal. $99 drain cleaning, any drain. They're your guys. Drain cleaning and repairs, faucet leaks, you name it. You guys know what you need a plumber for. You're going to need yep. that number. Unfortunately, you're going to go, I really don't want to have to call a plumber, but when it gets to that point, Blake and Travis are your guys. They're going to treat you like kings. They're going to solve your problem. 619-433-4943. I swear to God, I felt like I had 94 degree burns today because it's that third Monday of the month where you go, oh, for me, I actually need to shave. And so I turned the hot water on, but then I did this move. I turned the hot water on and I went with the edge gel. So yeah. you know the edge gel, it foams up crazy, right? Yeah. Well, I got it everywhere, but now you're trying to hold the razor. So I'm like, I go to put my hand underneath. Yeah. And uh, holy shit, I, I scream like a lobster. <laughs> lobster scream? Yeah, when they boil them when you, or crabs or whatever they do. And so I just made a mental note today. I'm like, that's the other thing I need to have done is I have to make sure when I move in that it's not, I don't need a crowbar to adjust the hot water, right? <laughs> I'm like, God damn, there's so many things that you think of from a plumbing aspect where you go, okay, I'm going to need that done. It could just be, I, this is the one that I really want to emphasize because I guarantee you somebody in this audience is dealing with this right now. And I'll tell you my story, and that's why you want to call Blake and Travis. One of you, and nobody needs to raise a hand, but I can see by the look on your face that it's you. You. Uh, in the ugly car. You have a drippy faucet. And it's not like a... That drip? It's yeah. one of these. And it's that. And you go, okay... Yeah, yeah, I should get that fixed. I should call Blake and Travis. I should get that fixed. A couple months back, I told you I had gone underneath and cleaned the drain in the master bathroom. Yeah. And got all this junk out of there. It's gross. But when I did it in the guest bathroom, it screwed up kind of the latch thing that, that you have in the sink, you know, that you pull up. It all came apart. And so I had to have my sink redone. So I had one of those. Right? Yeah. And I go, oh, damn. Okay. Well, I knew it was going to be a day or two, and I'd have a plumber there. So I went, and my wife had one of those big pots that you cook chili in. Yeah. You know, the, the saucepans, but yeah. the big ones. Like John Butler uses. Oh, yeah. Goddamn it, AJ. Where's my chili bottle? So uh, I take that thing and I put it, I'm not looking at you, and yes. I put it under the hole and I'm thinking, okay, I come back, Dave, in the afternoon. No joke. Do you know that thing was halfway full of water? I was so goddamn embarrassed yeah. because I had no idea. I thought, oh my gosh, it's it's barely filling like, like a quarter cup, right? I go, oh, it'll be nothing. And I go, holy shit, I'm wasting so much water. I, I was so embarrassed. Um, and if you have that, you don't realize it yeah. because it just goes away. But if you have one of those, that's the time to call Blake and Travis because you're wasting an insane amount of water. And if you're paying for your water, it could make an, an impact on your water bill. Give those guys a call and get it taken care of. Please, Dave, can, Dave, can, <laughs> get the number. 
so I could get my AJ. What are those little baby crackers? David, give the number, please. What, what's, what's Tom Butler doing when he's asking for Ed McGuire? Eddie! <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> Sorry. Eddie! Eddie! What's, what's the matter, John? What are you doing? What's the matter, John? <laughs> you didn't give me all my goddamn baby crackers. <laughs> John, that's because you ate 19 boxes last night. Ed, I've never in my life, you little shit, eaten 19 boxes of baby crackers. I like a warm bowl of chili. I know, John. But they're out of baby crackers. What the matter with you? I love, I love I like the Trump Butler impression or the McGuire with the lisp impression better. <laughs> Anybody who knows those two... That is, Dave and I hated, I didn't hate Ed McGuire, I liked Ed. John Butler was such a dick that uh, that I would just sit there with Dave in the break, and I would just say, uh, Ed, is my, can I ask you one question, Ed? Yes. Am, am I going to see my Hungry Man Salisbury Steak anytime before 9 o'clock tonight? With the warm gravy, or is the gravy going to be ice? Take a cold. Can you answer that, Ed, please? AJ and I are fascinated to hear your answer. Here's the greatest thing about those two guys. John Butler was a dick. He was a GM. Yes. He was old school he's GM a, when you had dick. no you, you had no salary cap. Ed True. McGuire was there because he was supposed to be the yes. best capologist in the NFL. Thank so now you, he had to deal with Ed, who he yes. wishes wasn't even an employee Good. of the Chargers. Ed. Ed's a little fucking twerp. Ed. What's Ed ever done? Ed, I, uh, Dave, I'm going to tell you right now. Ed Ed can't throw a tennis ball, much less a football. And I got to listen to this little shit tell me that I don't have the money to sign Terrell Fletcher? <laughs> Ron Money, John. Yeah, Ron Money. Ed, I swear to God, if you interrupt this conversation again, I will beat the living shit out of you on this podcast. John, I'm going to leave. Yeah, you're going to fucking leave one way or the other. <laughs> we'd just sit there all day. <laughs> and then we'd have to come back. Man, I tell you, that John Butler's doing good work. I was like, fuck him. I, I just I just don't like people that are just obnoxious to co-workers. Yeah. And he was obnoxious. He absolutely hey, was. Hey, do me a favor there, radio guy. Huh? Do me a favor. Just uh, put some of the little minced onions in the chili and then go ahead and... Uh, Show yourself out. Show yourself out. And no, we don't validate. Well, you don't have a paid lot, John. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> yes, Ken McGuire, what do you think of John Butler? Oh, I'm geez. glad he's dead, not me. Geez, you know, I tell you something. He was uh he was a challenge. I uh, every day I'd go in there and he'd be like, Where's my goddamn Mr. Goodbar? Why is it melted? And why do you keep buying me two percent milk? <laughs> it was a challenge. He was a challenge. How many people are going to get that? that Dude, everybody that has ever covered that fucking team, especially Steve Quiz. <laughs> Let me tell you something about Steve Quiz, all right? Steve Quiz with his little goddamn haircut and his little goddamn smirk. Steve Quiz is lucky I didn't take this big ham hock of a right hand and knock it right through his pretty little face. Right, Ed? Well, I find Steve entertaining. Ed, do me a favor, okay? Fuck off.
This is all. This is all we would do in the break. This is all we would do for twenty years. Is I just sit there <coughs> and do John? I'm going to tell you this right here, and this has nothing to do with football. My goodness, is that Lisa Ann been somebody that has taken bad days and made them good for me in a minute? Remember Eddie? I don't want to remember Eddie. When I give you a goddamn order, Ed, you answer it. <laughs> I will ask you again. Do you remember? Yes. <laughs> nice lisp. I'm going to just end that story right there so that I don't listen back tomorrow right. like I did yesterday to coach and just be like, oh, my God. <laughs> Ed, do you remember? I don't want to remember. Do you remember I asked you a question? Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I want to thank Brian Curry. Oh, shit. I forgot we had BC waiting on us. Sorry, Brian. Brian Curry been selling real estate all over San Diego County for the last 20 years. Like President's Elite Award winner. He's awesome. That means something to me. I'll tell you that. I'm elite. I, I'm elite physical fitness. <laughs> I once did one chin-up in a month. Certified negotiation specialist. Ed kind of pushed me a little bit, but I, I still qualify. Brian's also a member of the Council for Residential Specialists. Also, don't forget, he's a Navy guy, a military guy. We love our military guys. Navy here in beans? San Diego. Does he have Navy beans? <laughs> and not chili? Eddie! Eddie! What? Let Dave do the spot. Don't you goddamn let Dave do the spot. Me. You little pipsqueak. Oh, man. Brian's experiencing sales all over San Diego County. You name it. Wherever you want to move to. Oceanside, Escondido. Wherever they got chili, I'll go. (laughs) Do they have a nice bar? You know what else I like, David? I like a good root beer float. (laughs) I can't say what this root beer float. It surprised me at all. Full service broker. Brian's your guy. What the fuck do you mean by that? What What did you say? What did you say? You don't. That doesn't surprise you. Look, if you need to move, you need to upgrade, you need to get in a better situation. Well, I need Brian to move Kersigan. from, I'm in the ground right now. I'd love to move. <laughs> 619-251-1588. You can also reach them on, online, of course, briancurryrealestate.com, brian at briancurry.com. All right. Uh, I will t- <laughs> Brian. My favorite part of the show right there. <laughs> John Butler. John Butler. Uh, I'm gonna let John Butler do this spot for me. Well, thank, thank you very much. Uh, what a what a high level I have to eclipse right here. Your normal bullshit. Let me tell you something about my friend Bill Curry. Bill Curry at the University of Alabama was one of the finest football minds ever. And the other thing I'll tell you about Bill Curry is Bill was a fine announcer. And my goodness, could he whip up a souffle. Now, if he is a guy, he'd have a little bit of the the red tomato in there. And if he's part of this podcast, if Bill Curry signs off on it, then the late, great John Butler signs (laughs) off on it, too. Um, My man BC stepped right up, Dave. 250 bucks in, and that 250 bucks will be sent out. And what we're doing is... Instead of just taking, oh, dollar here, dollar there, dollar here, um, we're just taking the money as it comes in. It's going out to the 
to the different organizations. And, and it's just when Brian stepped up and he said, guys, I'm in. Like he has said, every time we have done something to be part, get back to the community, uh, Brian Curry has been there. That's why I just, I, I, I couldn't be more happy to tell you about him. He is not just a sponsor. He's a friend and he is going to treat you as well as he has treated us. And uh, I absolutely am convinced of that. And it's just the reason why this podcast goes on, the reason why we can plan events like we're planning on August 1st is because of guys like Brian Curry, and we couldn't be more thrilled. And, yeah, um, whether you're buying or you're selling, man, it is a very, very stressful time, but it becomes a whole lot less stressful when you have somebody like that on your side. He's our he's our main man. We couldn't be more proud of him. Absolutely. Fantastic guy. Again, I want to thank everybody for supporting the podcast. Can't thank you enough to make this possible, and things have worked out great. All right. I want to thank my man, uh, Tex Padre, who's my longtime buddy, Jeff Pilch. We went to San Diego together. He has just sent me an article, Dave. What's the date today? Today is the 7th. The 7th. May 11th, 2001. John Maffey, headline, hauled a victim of KFMB economics. Jeff Dotseth's workload at KFMB has doubled. Dotseth, who already owes the 7 to 10 sports talk show with Dave Palais, is now working mornings doing sports at 6.15, 7.15, 8.15, and 9.15 on Ted Leitner's program. Dotseth replaces former Torrey Pines High and San Diego State uh, quarterback Mark Holda. Dave Sniff. So this was nothing against Mark. <laughs> we simply decided to consolidate our sports people and at the same time save a lot of money. Now look at how great fucking John Maffey is. This is why John Maffey's a fucking dipshit. <laughs> Look at this. Does anybody work at the paper? With Dave, we can cross-promote the morning and evening shows. No, you dipshit. It was me. Like you wrote in paragraph one. Uh, Holda also was out as an analyst on KFMB's Chargers talk, but will keep his Sunday golf show on the station. But I should have just cut him loose altogether, huh? Sniff said Hank Bauer will join Palais and Dotseth on Chargers Talk, and the station is searching for another analyst. KFMB, the flagship station of the Chargers, devoting the first hour of the night show on Tuesday and Thursday to the football team, and will use the first hour of every show during the season to talk about the Chargers. Mark Holder quoted, uh, This business has an awful lots of ups and downs. I'm disappointed, but not really surprised. I had fun working there. But yes, it hurts. He was so pissed. Yeah. He was pissed. I'll tell you what happened on this in a second, too, why it happened. Uh, Dotseth, who counts Holda amongst his friends, said he tries to stay out of station politics. And I and I followed that to to, to tonight, right, Dave? <laughs> you done a good job. For how about this yeah. How about this fucking quote from me? Uh, and knowing Mafia, I probably never said any of this. Uh, hey, all I know is they asked me to do it, and I said, okay, said Dotseth, <laughs> a La Costa resident. It was an awesome opportunity for me to work with Ted, and I jumped at the chance while kicking Halda's corpse on the way in. Leitner said he liked working with Halda, but also enjoys Dotseth. Well, let's hear this bullshit. Okay. Brings a little energy to the show. It's not easy working a show at night and coming back in the morning, huh? You think? Believe me, I do it every day, but so far Jeff has handled it very well. Thank you, Ted. Yeah, until you quit four months later. <laughs> yeah, my, like fir my first day was 9-11. Yeah. Sucked. I'm like, all right, I'll do mornings. Oh, that's weird. Uh, oh, how about this? Halda, who's worked as a color analyst on Aztec football games for a number of years, 
has reached out about working San Diego State games on Extra, the team's new home. Now, that was 690. Isn't that funny? Two members of the San Diego State announcing crew appear to be set with Lee Hamilton calling the plays and John Kutera serving as analyst. Halda would be a great third voice on the sidelines, in the booth, or as a pregame and postgame host. Here's another fucking reason why Maffey's clueless. You move fucking coach to pre- or postgame. You have a guy who played the game. Yeah, as a quarterback. As a quarterback. Sees a, saws blind. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Maffey. You dink. Um, let me see if anything else is here that any of you would like to see. Oh, here we go. USC basketball announcer Rory Marcus, Brewers announcer and XFL play-by-play man Matt Vaskersian, and former Trojans announcer Pete Arbogast are the early candidates to replace Lee Hamilton as the voice of wow. Trojans football. I believe Rory got that job before Pete. Am I right on that? I'm not sure on that one, actually. I thought it was Pete. I thought it was Pete. Pete got it. I mean, Pete eventually did it. And then uh, here's another great note from uh, John Maffey for any of you reading the paper 17 years ago. ESPN and the PBA Professional Bowlers Association agreed to extend their current telecast agreement through 2003-2004. The network will provide, look at all this shit, Yeah, coverage of 20 regular season events and four to six summer events all on Sundays or Tuesdays. Um, yeah, it, it's unbelievable. Look, here's what happened on the whole situation, yeah. okay? What happened on the Holder situation was very simple. And that was that Mark went in and tried to outshine Ted. And you don't do that. That was Ted's show. And the one thing that I knew early on was that you go in and I would try to set Ted up. I would try to find a line or do something that would catch Ted's attention. And then I would set him up let Ted go off on a tangent and I would try to get a line in that Dave and I were back tonight at seven o'clock for sports talk. But here's the other thing that I understood very quickly in when I came in to do that two or three or four minutes, whatever it was, that was a break for Ted who was doing a solo show and just wanted a chance to read the paper and just calm down. He was doing sports. He's doing Padres. He's doing everything. So I knew that my role right there was to come in and fill three or four minutes and give him an opportunity to just shut it down. Mark would always try to engage with him or do something. And I love Hulda, but Mark didn't understand the dynamic of that show. It was not the Ted and Mark show. It was the Ted show. Yeah. And those guys had a lot longer relationship and friendship than I had. Mark had known him for years. Ted called Aztec games. But that was it. It was no reflection on Mark as an analyst at San Diego State, where I still think he's the best ever. I really do. I think Halder Hald- was the best. But he just never quite understood, and maybe it's because he had such a long relationship with Ted that you just didn't understand the dynamic. So what I did is just what I said. I came in. I did my three to four minutes. I would do it because Ted was across from me reading the paper the entire time. But I didn't take it like he was disrespecting yeah. me. I felt like Ted's probably looking for something to do to cover the next 14 minutes. He's looking for an angle or a story. But what I also would do is with the great Frank Anthony, during this time of year, I would find audio clips from French-Canadian hockey players. And so Ted would be reading the paper 
And I would say, man, what a game last night between the Penguins and Capitals. <laughs> Capitals win it 4-3 to three in uh, overtime. And let's check in with Gilles Gilbert. And it would be some guy, ja, 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 ja. And Ted would lose his, what? What the fuck? What? Is, and I go, uh, Ted, uh, uh, as you know, game five tomorrow night. Uh, and uh, don't forget Dave and I. No, no, no. And he would just love it. And he would go off. So we would look for, I would play John Sterling clips all the time because that would make him insane. Yeah. And just things that he had fun and he laughed and that was it. But I always knew my role on that show. When you took that show over, I told you, this is not what we do at night. Know your role. And your role is to either give Ted a break for four minutes, but if you find something funny, he'll get a kick out of yeah, it. Yeah, he'll jump in and engage. And he will say, hey, Dave and Jeff are back tonight, 7 to 10. And yep. that was the best promotion we could get. So uh, that's what happened there. It, it just, Mark couldn't quite figure out the dynamic of it, and uh, and it's okay. Good son of a gun. I haven't seen Mark in forever. Man, I, I really, um, we did, didn't we, we did, I remember that we would go to players yeah. and do um, like Chargers stuff with him. And I liked him a lot because, like I said, he grew up with a lot of guys that I knew. He's older than us. But he was... He was bummed. Like our relationship changed after that. But I, well, fuck. Don't you, get your feelings. Your shitty quotes in the paper. Oh, uh, yeah, attributed to you. <laughs> Wait, let me go back. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I really fucking stepped to his yeah. uh, defense right here. Yeah, when you said I don't get involved in station politics, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, hang on. Well, it sucks I, to be you. Well, it's because John Maffey can't get anything right. John Maffey. If anybody remembers, it was the night when the Channel 8 got pranked. It was during a, a debate in 2000. And Channel 8 got pranked into believing that Mike Riley had been fired. Oh, yeah. You and I were at Sports City Cafe in La Jolla getting ready to host the Mike Riley show. But Mike often would join us at Sports City. But that night he was on the phone. So John Maffey calls me doing the TV radio column. And he said, hey, what do you know about Channel Because Ted went on and reported that Mike had been fired at 545 and then had to come back at 630 and say, hey, we screwed up. He hasn't been fired. So John says to me, what do you know about the story? I said, John, I don't know anything. We've been here all night. Well, that's not exactly how it read in the paper the next day when there was a quote attributed to me saying, hey, you know, we need to be better than that. We need to be better than that as a radio station. So now uh, Cody Ginsburg, who's the producer, buddy of mine, and Ted are like, and now I got to go in the next morning. Yeah, look at this guy. And Ted's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I go, what the fuck? It's John Maffey. I go, I wasn't anywhere near the building. He's like, ah, shit. Okay. I go, Ted, I didn't say anything. And I call Maffey. And I lose my shit on him. Oh, man. I, that must have been the copy editor. John, let me tell you something. That's not the copy editor. That's you. Now, I'm going to come down there, and I'm going to play whack-a-mole on your head if you ever fuck Dotseth over again. Uh, let me read a quote. Yeah. As we get ready to go out. This was me quoted often wrong from John Maffey, this time in the North County Times. Thanks, Jeff Pilch, for sending me this. Dotseth, that's me. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, well, because earlier yes. in the Dave Sniff quote, 
Uh, this was nothing. Uh, Dotson replaces former Torrey Pines High and San Diego State quarterback Mark Holda. End of paragraph. New paragraph. This was nothing against Mark, said Dave Sniff, program director. We simply decided to consolidate our sports people and at the same time save a little money. Yeah, no shit. You didn't pay me shit, you fucking dick. <laughs> With Dave, we can cross-promote the morning and evening shows. Yeah, we can in five months when he starts, but I guess I'll try to do it until now. Fuck off, Sniff. Thanks for your lack of support, you fucking asshole. <laughs> Dotson, who comes told amongst his friends, said he tries to stay out of station politics. That's funny as shit. Wait, quote, hey, all I know is they asked me to do it, and I said, okay. That's the best. Look at you. Maybe that's why we haven't spoken to him in 17 years. This is an awesome opportunity for me to work with Ted, and I jumped at the chance. Yeah, jumped at it. He said everything wrong. It's a, and I don't know if they what quote, did I say wrong? Everything is wrong. That's mean? a true friend. That's not what you fucking say. There's nothing you said right. What do you want to say wrong? I jumped at the chance. Boom. Why do you have to keep fucking talking? Why don't you just say a state of station politics? Boom. Done. Wait a minute. Hang on. Now walk me through this. Tell me where tell me where this quote falls apart. I'm I'm staggered by your reaction. Second bite. Go ahead. They fucking cough. Want me to say when? Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, let's just start with the preamble. Okay. And tell me if this is wrong, because I fed him this line. Yes. Dotseth, who counts Halda amongst his friends, said he tries to stay out of station politics. Perfect. We're good there? Yes. Is that where it should have ended? D done. Okay, well, unfortunately, it didn't end right there. Yes. All I know... <laughs> you just you hold on. You just said you're gonna stay out of it, then you can follow it with all I know. So you're jumping back in. Okay. All I know is they asked me to do it, and I said okay. Yeah. We mean yeah. What's that mean? I mean again, you just said one sentence too many. Let's see how you keep going. <laughs> said dots of a La Costa resident. Shit, those days yeah. have ended. I like how they promote anything that's North County. <laughs> yeah. This is an awesome opportunity for me to work with Ted, and I jumped at the yeah. chance. So, that's where Hald is going. Fuck that guy. Guarantee it. That's the line where he said, fuck him. Fuck his dumb friend. Yeah. Who's that, you? Me. That's what he's saying. Fuck those guys. We goofed on him all the time. Remember he threw seven interceptions in a game? We yeah. kept goofing on him saying a lot of guys would have quit after five. Yeah. You fucking Maybe a hand seven. off. <laughs> Maybe a hand Maybe off. take a knee you in the third quarter. You smug son of a bitch. Neither one of us played quarterback at the college no. level, but we goofed Neither on him like he. crazy. Well, you did, just not well. God damn. I'll tell you what. I'm just going to say this. I don't think if he if, if this guy was a little older, I don't think I would have been that quick to jump to replace Ryan Lindley. It <laughs> uh, brings a little energy to the show. It's not work easy. Uh, not easy working a show at night and coming back in the morning, said Lightner. Believe me, I do it every day. Hey, it's not about you right now, okay? It's about me. It's always about me. But so far, Jeff's handled it very well. Mark Calder was excited because the people at Vista Paint said there's an opening in Ponzo. <laughs> dick. Me? Yes, you. What the fuck? I still don't see where I'm a dick in this thing. I, I think tonight would just be a night, Dave. I jumped at it. 
agree to disagree. <laughs> I hate everything about yeah. that quote. I'm yeah. like, if I'm all, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I already, uh, listen, I already apologized to coach tonight. That's about as far yeah. as I go apologizing to fucking Tory Pines guys. Because I'll tell you this, I wouldn't have to apologize to Eddie Vedder or Tom Dempsey. He'd be yeah. like, you think I give a shit? I got half a foot. I kicked the 63-yard field goal below sea level in Tulane. You think I'm worried about a quote in a shitty column written by a guy that, that fucking nobody reads? Move on. Yeah. Well, it's it's like it's funny. Anybody in this business, the one thing is you get to hear how people react. Like if you get fired from a regular job, you don't know what people are saying about you in the office once you walk out of there with your box. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, Haldick got a chance to hear it. I remember when we were let go at 1360 this last time, and Hartman who, hell, I always considered a friend. We've known him forever, hanging out at the Super Bowl for a week, walking yeah. the streets, listening to every story he had ever had. But within two seconds, hey, as you know by now, there's a new lineup starting Monday. It's business. Hardwick and <laughs> Richards. It was like this, it was, it was, it was, it, he couldn't say fuck Dave and Jeff fast enough. Oh, well, I, I don't think he said uh, fuck Dave no, and Jeff. He didn't. It was, that was it. It was over. Fucking done. God. You know what we should have done? You know what I think Steve was mad about? is the fact that we each had three station polos. And if we had thought about that, and get, I mean, they, they, we'd lose them in the arms. Those little <laughs> spaghetti noodles he has. I drive a car. Guy looks like fucking Woody from Toy Story. <laughs> but if we had been the classy guys that we strive to be, yeah. We could have left him a couple of golf shirts, and all of a sudden his whole wardrobe would have quadrupled. Yeah, so maybe we are dicks. Maybe we had that coming. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I owed Coach Kintera an apology, and I've given that. I definitely yep. owe Holda an apology. My God, can have less fucking impact on a guy who just lost fourteen dollars an hour sitting in there for Ted's show. You haven't seen Holda since. No, he could have been. Uh, Goddamn Rick Neuheisel yeah, sure on the does. Dan Patrick show, and I stunted that, and now I'll I'll carry that shame for another minute and a half. All right. Look, we went two hours and almost 15 minutes. God dang it. I All just right. said we were going to go shorter. Okay, but, we didn't. But my man Jeff Pilch sent me that. If I didn't yeah. have the John Maffey column. Yeah. If you don't, well, you know what? Why don't we all go down the road? We'll get a little bowl or a rocky road, <laughs> and then we'll get ourselves some of that peanut brittle. Put some peanut brittle under. You like peanut brittle, Eddie? No. Hurts coming out. <laughs> My God. I'm done with you. I'll see you in a week. It hurts coming out. All right. We'll see you guys on Sunday night. Mm-hmm.